Yeah. I mean, he, I mean. All right, hold on. I want to do a show. Oh, you want to do a show? Stop talking about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan King. Oh, it's been so long. It has been a long time. I just grunt every so often as Eddie. You want to pretend? Or just sigh. Or just breathe heavy into the mic. That's what Eddie does. Ed, Ed puts the mic too close to his mouth, and then when he's not talking, he just breathes into it. <laughs> I can. I don't really... I mean, I hear you guys, but I'm hearing... Mu- like I, I'll explain to you the new headphones that I have on in a sec, but... <laughs> like, those uh, are new? As Jen put it, Brian looks like those he's on... Those are a, new? He's on, a, he's on a, ta- a tarmac at an airport bringing planes in. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. John Murphy. All right. Um, no, these are my dads from the 70s. That's we awesome. can see that. And so I just... <laughs> yes, that's, you can. That's really but, awesome. At first, but this is the first time I've, tr- I've actually tried them, and and so I, when I was home, I went I went back to Wisconsin to visit family. Well, you want to hear and, all about uh, it. Um, my parents are like, my dad's going to be eighty eight in a couple weeks, and my mom's going to be eighty six, and yeah, they're good for they them. literally at a point of like, take whatever you want out of the. Fu- they're like over all yeah, the shit, yeah. right? Like literally, I can't believe they're just doing that now. Well, for, yeah, for whatever reason they didn't, but now they're like, oh, you like that? <laughs> like my mom's already packing it up, like getting like you know, bow, putting a bow on it to send How many back. Extra home. suitcases. Yeah, to yeah, bring home? exactly. Um, but my dad was like, I, I said to him, I go, oh, those are cool looking headphones. He's like, and they're yours. And, yeah. But my memory of them, clearly, just yep. like my memory of technology back then was amazing. But turns out. Technology is a lot better now, well, and sure. these are not. But don't yeah, sit. But, they still but I'm work. sure you grabbed those, plugged them into the hi-fi record player or whatever, and you listened to like Beach Boys yes. albums. Yeah. Oh, oh, they work because if you knew my dad, everything will always work. Oh. If he, if he wanted to listen to music back in the day, would your mom just yell at him like, "Put in your headphones"? No, but I, I, I it's funny you would <laughs> say that because I remember the she first didn't time. Hear it? Um, I remember when uh, HBO got really popular. I think this is the longest you've let that song. I've never heard this part of the song. Because I can barely hear it in my headphones, so it actually went on and on and on. You hear music? I don't hear music. Well, you're you're not allowed to. Jen hears hears voices, but no music. uh, um, But I remember when my my parents were a product of... World War II. Your parents are toys. And and the Great Depression. So they... (laughs) Yes, my parents are... They're products. My parents are puppets. Um, They're part of the... The Great Depression, and so everything they do is like salvage. You know, be be careful with your money. Like throw all those, nothing uh, the, out, the pay thing, cash yeah, when you can. The stuff that you basically you grew up in, right? That and blackouts because you thought they were going to bomb you. So like basically, it's a different. Oh, mentality. not alcohol blackouts. <laughs> yeah, no, that was no. That they was they're going to whiskey Irish car bomb you. I was like and your parents blackout too. There was. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say there are people out there that do that. <laughs> But I remember when, so when HBO came out, my dad was like, all right, fine, we're going to get HBO. And Amadeus was the feature movie that was on there. Oh, and wow, you dad, guys got HBO later than we did. Well, again, it was a, it was one of those ones where I was like, everybody else, like the classic kid thing, everybody else in the neighborhood has it, why can't we? Everyone else in the, the neighborhood's a fucking idiot, then, go right? outside and play. Yeah. Amadeus? So Amadeus comes out, right? Love that. And my oh, dad so is good. so, my dad is downstairs, he decides he's going to hook the TV up to the stereo system because it's Amadeus. This yeah, play is the music. Mozart, baby. Play the Mozart. And I'll never forget, he cranks it on, I would say about 25 minutes in the movie, I hear my mom from upstairs, Jack, <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that, and that was the last time my dad ever got to enjoy... <laughs> <laughs> that was it. His his he he was he spent hours putting that system together to enjoy that kind of stuff on the movies. And my mom was like, "Too loud, not in our house." And I don't. Here's the thing: you have to understand to give my mom perspective. 
She's also raised seven loud children. Like it's there's always She's noise. Tired of noise. Yeah, done. Totally checked out. And then my mom eventually started slowly going deaf and then got hearing aids and we just turn them off and we would bother her too much. And, and then your dad cranks up Apocalypse Now on the <laughs> laser go. disc well, player. Well, now they both listen to everything <laughs> super loud. And before I left, uh, Natalie and I got them an Amazon uh, Echo. And I wow. love watching my parents try oh, talking to that thing. Screaming at it? Oh, well, the thing is, is I'm, I, I, you know, you, when you get the Amazon, you have to say like, oh, you, have a, you have one in the house? Okay. No, no, it's not. You gotta gonna, be you're not gonna. Yeah, because they they'll start just talk. You know. Yeah. But you have to be you. like, it's Alexa, and then whatever it is you want. And my dad just walked around the house going, that Alexa thing is like, and then he's like, and she's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're asking, sir. And I'm like, Dad, you can't just keep dropping the name. Dude. And then he then I'm like, tell it to play some music. And he'd be like, Alexa, play some music. He starts playing music, and then he's like, that Alexa, and the music stops. He's like, why did it stop? I go, because you keep talking to it. You can't. You there. You, there's a every time you acknowledge it, it's going to pause. Oh uh, yeah. And so literally watching my parents just struggle with this technology. That ultimately, I told them. Just these, this is all I want you to do with this thing. Tell it to play music and ask it the weather. Just ignore it otherwise. Just that's, that's the Don't only reason why you got it. Don't you think that thing is creepy as hell for I, kids? Because no. my Completely brother has one. Why? And his four-year-old, because I go to babysit and his, the four-year-old, my niece and nephews, are sitting there and, and they tell me they want to watch a show. So I'm like, oh, let me get the remote. And like, you don't have to. Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Oh, they have that one? I mean, they're, they're commanding. I think it's yeah. creepy because it a machine to do everything definitely for them. listens to you. It's one more thing. Oh, it's like def- our it's cell specific. phones and our computers, there's no way. I was talking about the World Your Cup. Your cell phone listens to you because you get oh, ads every my time God. you say something. It's completely true. It's completely true. I said. It's listening, said, but it's not listening, listening. Yes, that it makes is. Sense. I, it's listening, listening. I said, I hope Mexico no, beats it Russia. No, John Huck. It doesn't care about John Huck the person. It's listening to It doesn't to John care about Huck's. me, but it knows John Huck the person. <laughs> it does. I mean, I, I talk about Mexico beating Russia in the World Cup. The next day, all my ads on Twitter Fly were, to Mexico? were Spanish. Oh, they were in Spanish. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, the joke's oh, on you." I've do got you know, kicked do out you guys of Spanish know in fact, high Do you guys be in tinfoil hatters right now? No, it happens to me all no, the time. I, that's not what I asked you. I said, "Do you know it for a fact?" Yeah, they, that's why. Yeah, that's uh, why Facebook, Facebook is in all kinds trial. of trouble, and that's what's going to happen that's with. I didn't ask you about Facebook. IPhone. I asked you about. You guys are talking about your cell phones. I said, "How do you know that that is what's going on?" Because, because if that's I say what happens. I need underwear. I get an. I don't know. What do you? What do you mean? How do I know? How do you know that shirt's green? Because you put it on and it's green. I I talk and the phone starts doing shit. Yeah, it's not just a coincidence that everything How we talk do you know? about. You type in one thing the in ads Google. Come up. Yeah, when you type in Google, when you type anything in, your in Google, Instagram, your ads are Facebook, whatever changed on Gmail. About, not t- not even text, not put in the phone. What about right now? What about loud. right now? What about it? I'll None let of you your know. phones are on. It's so my phone's on. Fast. It takes an hour. My phone's two. on. No, no, I'm saying, but right now you're not on your phone. Is your phone still listening to you? Yes. Yes. I'll prove it to you. Whatever we talk about on this podcast, I guarantee you at least one or two of them will come up. Yeah, and if, I'll send if, it if it's to interesting, you. I, talk about okay, like right, G.I. Okay. Joe or something. If we repeat Well, that's because G. of the way Jen's dressed, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> G.I. Jane over there. I but. almost wore, I have a camo hat now too. You don't think it's creepy that the kids are just, that they don't have to do here's, stuff? Here's the thing. It's so lazy. Technology really freaks me out a little. I notice it in the kids I babysit. Okay, right, they are very lazy. But, okay, I don't disagree with you, but you, you know, our mentality in our household is, you can have some fun with it, but we're going out and being real human beings because I truly believe that the key to a successful life for my kids is to be some of the most social ones. Yeah. 
I because there's going to be plenty of the ones you're talking about. There are going to be people that don't know how to well, talk also, to another this is person. Just the future, and, and maybe I'm just fighting the future, which is inevitable. They're going to no, no, they're going to grow up in, in it's computers. Both. You know, yeah. it's both. You're you're we are in that we're in a transitional phase that our parents went through. Like everybody goes through their their renaissance of technology or whatever, how the world changes, and you're not quite sure. Like but you I, have to admit that we're in an age that jumps quicker, much quicker than say when our parents were younger. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like when, if you look at when the phone, iPhone but... came out, the iPhone came out in what, 2003. <laughs> okay. Since 2003, now we've basically had, two, we've had Tupac hologram concerts. Do you know what I mean? Like things are. No, what yours, it's, it's becoming more accessible. They've had these, a lot of these technologies have been around for a long time. Sure. They just, ne- you know, when you're kind of like, how the hell did they get to that so fast? It's because they've had it. They've been working they on it. They chose to not. Share it with us, if that makes any sense. Sure, I mean, you, you, most of that stuff starts out military grade. Military, other, uh, or private, just too expensive. Private it's sector. Not, it's not consumer. Private sector. Yeah, it's just not consumer accessible yet. I'm going to say private look, sector I, again. You know, at the end of the day, I guess, this is the way I look at it. Um, I'm not going to change the world, and I'm not going to be the president of the United States. Not with that attitude. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, maybe with that attitude. Um, but, like, it, it's like, if you're following me... Good fucking luck with that boring fucking. Oh, I understand. I, I understand. Personally, yeah, personally, I, I got myself too. I mean, I got. I'm trying to get people to follow me on social media, and they're not. So if there's somebody privately following me, like it's clear. That's you think could, that's your fan base. My fan base is the you know the FBI. No, but my point is, I we all try to get as many followers as possible on yeah, the yeah, face of it, saying. and you guys are worried about the people you don't know about following you. Well, it's and not so, that I'm worried. Oh no, I'm not Jen worried. Is. Jen's freaked out. She's dressed like she's in military. She is literally. <laughs> You are she, one oh, step away from the American flag T-shirt on top of the with the camo hat. With is the that camo what? hat, she's one of two things: either she's trying to replace Art Bell, or <laughs> or you you literally just got off like some sort of USO tour, and you're still excited about. I didn't it. do it, it, it on purpose. I literally picked this shirt because it's Jim Norton, and I didn't even realize it was a, like I didn't even think about the flag on the front. What? Uh, who's who did you just say? Art? Who's Art Bell? I don't know either. I, know I didn't want to seem Bell? dumb, so I didn't ask. Art St- Bell. You, you you never heard of like the overnight <laughs> stuff, like coast to coast radio and stuff like that. He was basically a guy that believed in UFOs and conspiracies, and he would have all these people on and talk about Bigfoot. And he was an over. It, it was on overnight radio. I think in this network market, he was probably like on KFI AM radio, total AM radio overnight. Guy lived in the middle of nowhere in Vegas, because or not Vegas, in Nevada, Nevada because he thought the government was after him. It like it was that kind of narrative. Uh, that was his show. He had just he just died recently. Oh, so I was just that's saying too bad. That, that's a that's a that's interesting. Like a paranoid guy living in like a I used to li- I used to love <laughs> listening to it because I mean I mean now you can just get all these wackadoodles on Twitter and, and YouTube, but back then it was a rare initially that, that you you could only find out about who was thinking what <laughs> on either C SPAN. And they would call in or, you know, on, yeah. on Art Bell's Coast to Coast, yeah. I don't care if anyone listens to me because I got nothing to say. I'm just saying it's so it's creepy to me that you can talk and it's all like being yeah. processed. It, there's definitely something there. In this little tiny there. thing, there's all these like analytics and processing happening and then yeah. I pop up, get ads. No, no, there's definitely something there. I mean, I already knew that they were doing that with like Gmail and Yahoo and Hotmail because it's like it's nothing. It's you're like, you oh, can't it's a free search service. for something on Google and then it's they a, don't it's not a, log it's not a that free, into some sort service. of technical yeah. book. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that. I you think know. it's, you know, I had a professor in college when we first got emails. It was the craziest. Like, I was like, wait. I could type a message to my dad on a computer, and then I, t- I, s- I send it to him. He gets it right away, and then I don't have to get 
grilled on my health insurance or how bad my knee is or how I should see a doctor. I was like, this is awesome. And then I went to, I was in a, I had a poetry class with this professor and afterwards I said something like, uh, hey, great, you know, I can email you. She goes, I don't have email. And I go, what are you, crazy? This is, a, it's a great thing. We got emails. We can send emails. You know, this is awesome. And she goes, no, 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 no. The government's watching those emails. I go, what? She goes, this is just going to be another way for the government to keep tabs on everyone. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're not doing I, anything wrong... No, but listen, I go, I go, you sound like a crazy person. And like literally 20 years later, I'm like, she was exactly right. I mean, it's not that you're... Well, who's not the guy? About it's, doing it was anything. Snowden, right? He was the one that basically told everybody, you're all being, you're being watched. You're being watched, yeah. I mean, and it's not... It wasn't the, the idea that she was doing something wrong. It was the idea that none of your business. You know what I mean? And that, But we've yeah. also become a society... Who wants to make everything everyone's business? I was just gonna say, like yeah. people post online their pr- most private, intimate things, and like they want. Oh, I had to take my dad off a ventilator, and uh, well, everyone's got cancer, and you're like, dude, maybe this doesn't belong on Facebook. But that, so that's what I was gonna say to you was that whatever you thought the government was doing, we are now willing participants in doing. They've it. made so, it yeah. so it seems fun to do. They. But that was not the in- that was not that. the intent. We we want this. If we no, don't that was want a happy it, side effect. If we don't want People it, people need constant validation and attention. Correct. Can we and go back to you writing poetry? Sure. Do you have any of those poems? Sure. Can you? Absolutely get not. One? No. <laughs> That's a spe- oh, uh, that'd be a special episode. I'll bring I in have... one of my poems if you bring in one of yours. I took I took that class because it, I had. I a wrote de- a poem for my wife once. I had a degree in English. Let's do a poetry day. I, no, I went. I did. They're a... called slams. <laughs> They're called slams. <laughs> Uh, I, I took that class because I took my first poetry class because I, I had to, it was part of my major and I got to the class and the, you know, my professor, the same woman, Cynthia Belmont, she was, she's fantastic. I hope she's still teaching there cause she was great. Really like uh, fresh at the time, like right out of college herself, you know, but, um, she, I, I went up to her after class. I go, look, I, I think poetry's stupid. I think if you can't write a whole sentence, why are you writing? Like what, what is the point of this? And she goes, I need you to find a poet you like. And get into it. That's what I need from you. And I was like, this is dumb. She goes, that's enough. I don't want to hear that again. Get the fuck out of here and go find a poem, you, a poet you like. Were you six? That well, was I, stupid. I, I, I You're was, stupid. I was kind of in the, of the mindset like, don't tell me I have to like something. Do you know what but I mean? I'm like, sure you yeah. found a lot, right? I actually almost immediately did. As soon as I found Charles Bukowski. Which I was going to say Bukowski's a poet and he's not even... Right. Well, he, he writes both. But as soon as I found him and as soon as I realized... Um, you know, Hemingway was a badass, and like I, there's a there's a poet. As Wendell, soon as you found out you can do drugs and do poetry, was, you were into it. Well, no, as soon as I found out that like it just wasn't it. You know, it it's 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 a it's it's hardcore writing. It's yeah. and it's and it's really creative, and you have more um like free range of the English language yeah. than you do when you're writing prose, and I think. What I really found was that I, I, you know, I found like Bukowski seemed like an obvious. Like once I was like, oh, I like this guy. Everyone's like, of course you do. You're drinking like three bottles of wine a day. You know, you're like, you love <laughs> vodka. It's like I had a lot. There was a lot of similarities. But then I found guys like Wendell Berry, who basically wrote poetry about the land. It was about farming and about forests and whatever. And I surprisingly was like, oh my god, like this is really great. Like it really reconnected me with. Um, the things that made me want to go to that college in the beginning, which were the outdoor uh, aspects of it and the kind of preserving nature and and being aware of, you know, the earth as a, a valuable, precious resource that we need to 
kind of take care of. That's great, but you need to read us one of your poems. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I started to submit them to poetry magazines. Look at Red State over here. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear about all your tree hugging shit. By the way, he went to school near where my parents live. And uh, in northern Wisconsin. And we got called tree huggers on a regular basis. Stump fuckers. (laughs) You stump fucker. Like the locals did not like the college kids. (laughs) I, I, I bridged the gap, though, because I, I, the way I looked, the way I talked, and the way I drank, they were like, the locals were like, this guy's all right. And then, it, but deep down, I was like, you better be recycling, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I've i started to pull some old poems out and try to submit them to magazines, just kind of in my own time without telling anyone. Well, you just did. Yeah. Oh, no. Can we please do poetry next time? We're not. There's called slams. Just call it a poetry slam. We're not doing that. No, no. On the next show. I'm sure Eddie has a poem, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's when we find out Eddie needs help. I don't want to read any of Eddie's We already right know no, Eddie I'm not ready help. for that intervention just yet. I need time. <laughs> the darkness. It surrounds me. Okay. Calm down, dude. Calm down. <laughs> the empty void of nothing. Why is it never sunny in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> it's always always dark. overcast where I am. Rain, <laughs> nothing but rain in my heart. <laughs> A lightning storm. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie. Oh, Ed couldn't be here today because he has an audition. That is actually has hope. He's got. I think he's, he's got doing some good hope. With Ralph Garman. That Ralph Garman thing. If he, he, what we did talk to him about. He last time he uh, he was definitely a lot more. When we talked to him about, it, he was way more animated because he was excited about. Yeah, and he's doing it five days a week, so that's good. It's yeah, good. yeah. And, and he's we, we're talking some about him like he's We all just need some ha- purpose. We yes, like, to be clear to uh, to the listeners, Eddie's okay. We're making fun of him. I don't want you to be like, oh my god, these people are ignoring all the signs. And no. clearly, Brian has found dead bodies. Doesn't he know by now where this is headed? <laughs> like, like they, we, Brian's found a lot of dead bodies, so <laughs> be careful around him. Sadly, something me and my parents have both uh, have in common. Have in common. Finding dead bodies. Well, your parents are 88. I guess that makes sense. No, but theirs was a year after I found mine. Where did they find theirs? They're, so the, it's crazy. So they were driving down the street. Like we're talking about Alf Pogs or something. Like, where'd your parents find theirs? So in uh, somewhere near Paul Bunyan's in Monaco, Wisconsin, I my parents were driving sure. down the street. Don't move. And they, um, um, they, they saw a, a fire inside of someone's garage. And they ran. My mom ran to the oh, door no. and was knocking on the door like, there's a fire in the garage. My dad ran in there trying to put the fire out. I think, you know, because they're responsible people, they have a fire extinguisher in their car, unlike most people who don't follow any of the rules, jumper cables, fire extinguishers, et cetera, you know, for emergency purposes, which is the whole point. Right. Anyway, so my dad starts um, putting out the fire, and he notices it's a body that is burning. <gasps> Because he saw it, or because of the smell? The well, no, he just fuck? saw it. So as he was putting That's it out, a whole different smell. So he got a blanket oh. and threw it over, and my Jesus. mom saw it, and like she was completely disturbed. And they wheeled it. He was in a chair, and so my dad put it out the fire and wheeled the body out of the garage, and then put out the rest of the fire. Because your dad's all into dead, moving the crime scene around, higher, right? Well, from what, I, from what I understand, and it's you know, my dad, my dad's pretty much a handyman. He kind of put two and two together. It looked like it was an electrical fire. Like he did something. He was working at um, in, the garage, in the garage at the at like a desk or something like that. And, and whatever electrical stuff he was working on, you know, caught him on. Caught uh, him that on happened fire. to my uncle working on a motorcycle. But you're not supposed to do that stuff like in an enclosed with like with no, the door down just yeah. in case. Because so anyway, if yeah. it sparks, yeah. And then yeah. it was just like, but it was quick. So hopefully. But yeah, so my, you know, so your uncle, your uncle died. Yeah, because if you're in an enclosed. 
It can go quick, man. It can just go. And obviously, they, it probably you probably get electrocuted first, right? So like your body goes into not rigor mortis, but like you become rigid, and then the fire like you can't move, and then won't go on whatever. Yeah, when but it sparks, yeah, I think it's it probably goes one of my really best fast. sound effects ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. When you sit up like that, you look like an athlete. <laughs> what? Why is that funny? Why is that funny? It's that funny was, because this feels she like never compliments me. First off, I'm going to take that. Oh, I don't, you should. I was I was like, like, I am, you look like you're like seven feet tall. Like I am a also. I am player. also concerned because I'm not quite sure what she means. Like to Dude. me, like a retired athlete. Yeah, like no, you look like like you look like a basketball or football. Like you look huge, not the, huge fat. I mean, I, you look like muscle and like you know what? seven feet tall. This, in that I position. think John can attest to this. I, well, I, I don't know why John laughs. And you may not have exactly why I laugh. You may not have the same issues I have, but like so we played. <laughs> a softball game last night. And, you know, we live in Hollywood, which is most people are smaller. They just are. And so the, the softball team I'm on, we took a picture at the end. We ended up losing 40 to 3 and still got a trophy the same size as the other ones. Did so you say 40 to 3? 40 to 3. And apparently uh, everyone still gets a trophy even when you're uh, an adult? old ass pieces of oh shit. Fucking nerds. That's sad. But we took the photo and I, I looked at it. I take back what like, I said about the athlete thing. Well, no, but so I'm only bringing <laughs> it up because we took the photo and I look at it and I'm like, what am I, fucking Andre the Giant compared to everybody else? <laughs> yeah. And immediately I'm like, I hate this picture. I look like a fucking monster. Off, well, no, like a I big, would... hairy monster next to all these people that are like, I got little tiny awesome bodies with Would big you rather be acting. short? You don't huh? like being tall? No, I just want to be like everybody else. Oh, I just want to fit it. in. I don't need Boring. to be... Boring. Oh, stop it. I laugh so hard because it felt it, like right? a no, scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off you're... between Edward Rooney and the <laughs> secretary. <laughs> oh, Ed, you look like Dirty Harry when you said that. And he's like, oh, really, Grace? Thank you. Oh, but that's why I was like, so you look good. like an athlete. And you're like, oh, I look like an so athlete. So you never liked that always being... You never got bummed about being the big, like too big for everybody? Uh, you know... Kind of when I was younger, younger, I remember I had our kindergarten picture. The only person taller than me was this kid named Cal Banks. Uh, and he moved away. Does he sell cars now? He it does sound like a... Might. <laughs> it sounds like... I think he lives in Indiana. He's not a car dealer. He might be in the insurance, insurance game. business. Great name for insurance. But too. he played football in college. Like, he went on to be an athlete, athlete. Like, he was a big, big boy. Yeah. And uh, when he left... His parents moved, and they moved, and and my mom still sees his mom every once in a while. But that's how I only that's how I know what he's doing. But uh, when he left, then I was the tallest one in school. Yeah, and like, you liked in my, cl- in my class, and I was like, yeah, and I thought that was great. And then when you get into like middle school, and you tower above everyone, and the girls aren't as tall as yeah. you, and everyone's like, uh, okay, goon. Yeah, then it becomes See? a little bit you're self conscious. But that's growing up if you're too short you're self-conscious if you don't have boobs you're self-conscious if you have big your boobs are too big you're self-conscious you went through all these phases yeah my (laughs) my boobs are not big enough you're a guy they're not supposed to be any bigger than they are yeah but but everyone else I like so I, I like how you clarified the fact that that um, that your, the parents stayed in contact just in case we were wondering if you were still tracking big people in your life. You're like, where are all the people that were bigger than me, dude? Well, Cal was like, we you know we were friends. We went. I went now to. I remember like going to his again. birthday party and. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> now you look. No. he leaned back when Brian sits up and like sucks his gut in. He looks like an athlete. No, because when when you get over forty. When you when you relax, your body it like it gets jelloy. It's like you're you're not the same as you were not when you're in twenties. Your body doesn't have that same rigid structure when you're laying down and getting up. So yes, I turned back into. I know I like lost a few pounds and I was so confused. I thought my scale was broken at first because I still have that like flabby belly. I'm like no matter what, I can't get rid of the. Are you over forty? Yes. Well, there you that's go. None of your, that's not a nice question to ask. She's admitted it before. I was just I was just confirming. That that's just an unfortunate byproduct yeah. of Jen. You don't look like a day over twenty five. I mean, you could become Thanks, obsessive. John. 
there are it's my people. military background. <laughs> it's my USO Clearly. touring. Well, you did do a USO tour. Did yeah, she's we... doing it right now. She's, dre- she's ready for She's it. entertaining the troops of Hollywood. You never know when they're going to call you to go back. <laughs> so you're ready to go. That's, that, that, and that's why I wear a jersey and a hat to every baseball game I go to. <laughs> you never know when they're going to call you into action. You need to get out there and play third base or something. Are you, um, can I ask you a question? Are you like a big time bragger of that stuff like many comedians are? They never stop talking about how they, they, oh, they, they're, they're, they're so amazing for entertaining No, 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 I never talk about it with other comedians. Unless somebody asks me, they might see it on, that I went online. But no, I never bring it up. But I, will, I do use it, uh, especially the certain towns I'm in that I know are big. Yeah. Like, no, that, I, that's I use fine. it as she went to Afghanistan because sometimes that gets the crowd right away. They're like, oh, oh she did what? Well, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, do and, use, I do use it to, to, to hopefully. And regardless of what anybody thinks, I think it's a pretty noble thing to do. It is, but if you constantly are pointing it out to people. That I never talk about it to normal people ever. No, no. Well, there's, there's a, di- I mean, again, I just th- use there's, it as a credit for there's always a difference state. between promoting yourself and what you're doing and then just straight up bragging about your that's things That's what I'm doing. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Some, some people uh, in my feed, that's all they do. Also, they you- seem to always take an opportunity to specifically that kind of stuff. And I'm like, please stop. That's cool you're doing it. But at some point, you're almost undoing what you're, you're doing trying to by do. That's how I feel about a lot of also, stuff. Also, like you'd you're be doing surprised a good deed, at the but... amount of people if I did say, "Oh, I went to Afghanistan to perform for the troops." For... Oh, you must have got laid. Get laid by a lot of guys. No, oh, like it's a dick party. Yeah, that's why you go to. Af- yeah, I can't find any dicks in Hollywood, so I go to Afghanistan to sweat in 140 degree weather. Is there only chap point of my re- ass while I tell jokes in a tent? Is there only point of reference of war uh, apocalypse now? Yeah, like, like, the, that, so you're like one of the Playboy bunnies. You come in on the helicopter, and there's a well, then and then you get scared, me, and everybody has sex. Then they just end up making me feel bad about myself because, like, I bet a lot of dudes hit on you. Like, you're like nobody no. did. Well, they probably, you know what? Not they are one, instructed not to not be idiots. <laughs> I was in, there was five thousand soldiers that not yeah, one I, hit on me. Yeah. Weird. Didn't think about it till you brought it up. But yeah. thanks. But also, again, I believe they are instructed yeah, to yeah, yeah. not. No, they're very respectful. They're happy that you're there, and they're respectful. And they do most. No, it's a legal fucking thing. Jen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to be very clear. This is America. It's always about the law first. But they are instructed, but it's instructed because do you want to get in legal jeopardy here? I think what you Probably just said not. is hilariously ridiculous. What? It's all about the law first. This is America. It's about money first. Show me one aspect that's not about money first. Uh-oh. Where do you, what this do you think controls money? Laws. The law? This what Trump has broken change. every single law in the. In the I'm the, talking about Trump. I'm just talking about you talk about America like it's the law. The money controls the law. Money controls the law. Okay, whatever. We're talking about the same thing. But back to Jen's hat. Your big hands make that coffee cup look oh my really God. small. <laughs> Jen. Oh, Jesus. I'm glad she doesn't pick on me. <clears throat> it's probably because I'm physically perfect. Wait until after your poetry slam. She'll have plenty to say. She's going <laughs> to dissect every one of your poems. No, the, the athlete thing was a compliment. I didn't know you were self-conscious about until so I, I, so Until I, I lay back and you went, oh, you no, 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 you're still the same. Then I went for that You're one. still the same schlub I always knew. I'm trying. I want to exercise, but I just I don't. Ugh, I've, I've been I've been slacking on that. The heat doesn't help, though. See, you're you're in a mode, and I wish I was in that mode. You've managed to keep yourself in a mode where you're relatively consistent about running and exercising. I go through phases. I wish I had a mode that I yeah. could stay in. Because you get out of that phase, and it's like six months before you can get back to even doing and, a push-up. And as you know, you deteriorate faster than you build up. So in it's one weekend, like, I can gain 20 pounds if I try. Okay, well, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, but... Taco Bell. Taco Bell, pizza. Like, I can... I, like, 
I get I, during the day. I try to minimize. You know, it's a lot of liquids. It's like a lot of water, coffee, this shake I drink in the morning. Yeah, you got a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. It's all liquids. <laughs> peeing it out, it. pooping it out. But, but, uh, but you know, on the weekends. And all it takes is like Nicole to be home and be like, hey, you want to go? Let's get breakfast. Let's order some burritos or something. And then next thing I'm like, we should get a pizza. Okay, so that so so 12 <laughs> days in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you don't weigh 1,000 pounds, Three, by the way. You know, they... An they, IV of curdled it, or, uh, cheese curds. Didn't you post that you were spending a lot of time in the bathroom? Yes, eating is a thing. I don't, That's all I don't do. even do three meals a day. I'm like a... Barely a meal in the morning. I, I'm a I'm a, a snacker during the day, and I have one meal, like one major meal. Yeah. But there, it's like major meal breakfast. Let's all get together for lunch and have a major meal. Let's get together for dinner and have a major meal. Like every and then if and you know my mom is kind of one of those things like well you're what you're not gonna you're not gonna eat, and then after a couple of days you're like you know what somebody's got to eat this fudge <laughs> and you're like you know and then yeah. and the fudge is just I'll have breakfast fudge. Lunch, breakfast, fudge. Lunch. <laughs> Does she just fudge. always have fudge? Is that her thing? Well, it's northern Wisconsin, so you go to all the, you know, it's the fudge, fudge shop. Cheese. Yeah, it's cheese. Only had cheese fudge curds. at Christmas. Nah, well, it's Christmas all the time. In Wisconsin. In northern Wisconsin. <laughs> northern so. Wisconsin, where it's Christmas all the time. They do have a place called the Christmas House. They do. There's a lot of, <laughs> well, a, lot, a lot of those are starting to close down, though. That, speak, that fad is finally starting to go Because you can get away. it all online. Well, I also think that that, that demographic is aging out. Like it used, to, it's a thing. Yeah. It was a thing. Yeah. Like when I first started going to up north when I was a kid with my family, there was those fucking Christmas places all over the place. Every time of year too, which I was always like, it's July. What yeah. is this? They've pretty much been a part of it. I'm sure. Well, like everything, Amazon's going to wreck everything, right? Are Amazon you excited phones. that it's only like three more weeks until Aaron Rodgers season? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Trump's going to try to wreck the NFL this year. And all I'm ever going to hear about is people talking about, knees not knees and the flag instead of sports and it's just getting annoying uh, they're I, gonna they're just gonna play the russian national anthem and then everyone can lay down well that's extreme but my point is <laughs> lay down my point is it's just like it's it's fucking annoying it's just the whole thing it's everything is becoming annoying like, you just want to watch football no, and you're I, not allowed to okay so i turn on i like to watch pardon the interruption so i pti i, 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 I watch a, very few things PTI. i turn on pti trump reference i'm like god damn it I turn on American Pickers, Trump Reds. Well, they're American, talking that much about I love American Pickers. Pickers. It's like everything I fucking turn on. Oh, I didn't know they were talking they're that They're talking much. about Donald fucking Trump. I'm like, I didn't, I'm trying to not talk about Donald. Can, so, yeah. but, and that's the thing is like, I know you don't like football. I love football. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking hear about Donald Trump Understood. every fucking weekend. I just want to watch a fucking football game. And it's gonna be about Donald Trump this whole season, I guarantee you. But that's him. But that's him winning. That's all he wants is he wants people to be talking about him. Exactly. That sucks. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it. it you, you know things are. I think you know. That's how when you know things are really bad in the country politically because usually p- p- PTI and stuff like that. There's not. They don't talk there's about never that stuff. politics involved. No. Like ESPN has been real, real good about. Not having like an MLB network, they don't talk about politics at all. It takes a real national tragedy for them to even acknowledge yeah. outside news that's not baseball related. Yeah. And then they do. They'll acknowledge like, you know, people killed in a school shooting. They'll take a moment of silence. They'll say something. You know what I mean? They'll, but they never go into a debate about it and they don't try to bring it up if they don't have to. Well, and especially coming back from that's Wisconsin. That's too bad the thing that it's that's ruining dr- your football it, season. Not, but it, here's the thing with me, like in a nutshell. It's, to me, it's not even about Donald Trump anymore. Like this is after going back to Wisconsin and seeing how things are going, what I'm exhausted with is everybody trying to out-American each other. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm more of an American than that's you are. That's ridiculous It's like shit. this is not a fucking contest. 
Like it's driving me. Well, guess who wins that, in this room? Well, yeah, exactly. You, you camo gin. Wait, so you notice that a lot more in Wisconsin? How, oh how are God. they out American each other? Oh are they like decorating their flags houses? Bigger flags. than your flag. Houses, cars, what they wear. Like, how much American flag apparel can you fucking? Which have is on to me is the funniest thing. Like American flag clothes is is it. Is disrespecting the flag. Well, even if it, see, the thing is, like, even I don't care about that. No, I don't give but my point shit, is, the flag is fabric. But my my point is, it's just like so because I'm not as Ameri- <laughs> as a as you know fashionista fashionista as, as much as as you are. I'm not American. Like I'm not as American as you are because I don't <clears throat> all, all. I mean, I mean, look, I, I went to a store and like, there's a whole section of like, this is America. It's about firearms, flags. Religion, and I'm like, okay, that's your America. It's true. So if I don't fit into all those categories, I'm not as an American as you. Like, I, it's just it's driving me bonkers. But it's it's the problem is, and part of it is because of Trump. It it's per, it's permeating everything, and it's just it takes away. Well, look, it's taking away our podcast. It's like it's because it's in my head, and I can't escape it. It's just like it just bums me out. Like yeah. I don't. I respect everybody's opinion and, and people coming from all different. We were talking about somebody who we want to talk about on air that we know who's very hardcore, you know, pro America and 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 takes that stance of like it's all about like I serve the country, so I know more than you. And then I get other people that are like I serve the country, and you can do whatever the hell you want. And you look at this. I serve the like, country specifically, so them, you can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, but both of them. Ha- that's that's that to me is America. They're both Americans because they both go, I did what I did, and here's my take on it. And you go, cool, and then vice versa. Like, there's no, nobody's more American than somebody else. You know what I mean? Unless I you're I more mean, American than Saddam Hussein. I mean, people might be, but definitely not by wearing the clothes. They're no, not more American. No, nobody is more American <laughs> than somebody else. There's nothing that, you, there should be no scale of what makes you. I'm a five. More of, a, of an American. Does that make sense? Jen's, like, an, yeah, yeah. Jen's an eight American because right now when you of the hat. Because this is where you get into these problems, like with the national anthem, which a lot of people don't seem to understand, is that the national anthem at sporting events, it doesn't have to be there. It was chosen to be there. It is. This is not. This is not a country that that demands that everything has like right. Like we should be meeting right now, and should we be doing the national anthem? You know what I mean? Like, do people like if it comes on on the television? Do you stand up in your house, dude? Have you seen? There literally, are, there are people phone? in restaurants now standing up when it comes on the TV. No way. Yeah, but again, that's I've never their choice. Seen that. that's, but that's also them going. I'm more American than you. That's my problem. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I've never oh, seen. Oh, it's insane. Like, first of all, it's an annoying song. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't even care. My point is, I have been going to sporting events since I have a child, and I would say a good 60% of Americans always have half-assed ignored the national anthem, whether it's getting a beer, talking, doing whatever the fuck they're doing, wherever it is. And I just, I think it's hilarious now, all of a sudden, if you don't do what John's talking about, standing up at a restaurant when it comes up... Clearly, you're not as much as a you. You really don't respect America the same way I do. And it's like until we fix that problem, it's only going to destroy us even more, and it drives me bonkers. Because I like sorry. Wisconsin. I love going to Wisconsin. I love everything about it. I love the outdoors. I love the people are very sweet and very nice. I just don't want to see sweet, nice people be convinced that all of a sudden they have to be a little bit more ornery because things aren't going their way. Then I they think need that, to change the that's channel. That's the unfair part of it. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's not apologize. I'm just saying. I it brought was just... up Aaron Rodgers. No, why? So okay, so this is why. It's funny you bring that up. This is what I worry about about Aaron Rodgers. You worry about Jen dating him, and you're not going to be able to. Yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers is is very progressive. Like he's a very progressive person. He has a very clear opinion about the Colin Kaepernick thing, but he's in 
a city and a state that clearly does not see things the way he does. And as somebody who follows that team very closely, if something goes horribly wrong, Aaron Rodgers does not need to finish his career in Green Bay. Oh, come on, I come on see, down south to Chi Town, baby. Oh, you think he'd leave just for politics? I think he would end up. I, I my gut tells me he is going to. And almost nobody retires to the team that they play for anyway in any professional sport. My That's gut super tells rare. me he is going to retire as a San Francisco like most 49. quarterbacks stick around. Are very loyal to the. Teams, no, not no, a lot of them. I, I just, think when you're when you're a guy with the amount of talent Aaron Rodgers has, like I would, you, I don't know for sure, but I think we can all safely agree he's one of the top three, four, five quarterbacks in the NFL, and yeah. has been for the past four, five, six, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. So if if he decides that what they're doing, and like they decide, let's say the Packers are like we're finding players, or we're doing this, or we, if they decide if the politics gets to be too much and and one sided, yeah, I can see him ah. going to San Francisco and giving the world the finger and. You know, I mean, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who will troll people. Like, when he beats the fucking Vikings and goes up there with a can of Grape Crush and talks to the press, like, you think Aaron Rodgers drinks Grape Crush after every game? No. He sent a guy out to get a six-pack of Grape Crush so he could walk up there, put it on the thing, and go, yeah, we won 42-6, to and, uh, I don't know what you want me to say, except, uh, fuck the Vikings. You know what I mean? It's like... And more so this year because because of what they did to him, you know what I mean? What uh, I don't, took what? him out? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh his shoulder was was it a the, sh- shitty it was hit? The Vikings. Uh, what was it? It was a classic tackle slam down. But you look, those guys are like three hundred and seventy five oh, pounds, I pure muscle yeah. landing. It would have disconnected my spine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so there, I, I wouldn't say there was intent. It was just like when you when you it's like you're in the middle. You're in the moment. The adrenaline. You're like we're in the middle of a tackle. Yeah. That's that's why I think. But it's, he was pissed. Oh yeah. I mean, when he got up, he he totally gave the guy like you fucking asshole, you just wrecked my season. Like he had that, that was his attitude towards that guy, and that and, guy deserved that attitude. I mean, yeah. that, there's no, yeah. but also you know because of where he plays and the rivalry and the right. and the and that how how terrible Minnesota has been. Like even when they make the playoffs, no one is really considering them any kind of a contender. You know, they're fucking goofballs. So, but anyway, it's funny that you pick up on the fact that Aaron Rodgers does troll people. Oh I, man, I mean, he's he's he's, he's very subtle about he's it. subtle, That's the thing. but he's also a guy who probably is very very funny to hang out with. Like yeah. I don't know him. I've never spoken with him. I don't know people that know him. But like. My guess is that he is one a good teammate, like fun to be. Have a, no one on the Packers I've ever heard be like, ah, we only put up with this dude because he's winning games. Right. Like it's like they enjoy his company. He's probably really good with his money in terms of we're all going out for steaks. We can, I can buy everybody a, a watch, you know that kind of thing. He's like probably generous and yeah. I mean that kind of stuff. You're an athlete. You're competitive. You're gonna have a little bit of a dickhead edge, you know. There's just there's no that that comes with the territory. You though. have it's, to have yeah. it. That's how you become a professional athlete. You That's can't part be that of it. But it, you know what is funny about that though? That slowly goes away over time when you retire. It's funny when you meet retired athletes. It's like at some point you get so far outside the limelight and you get into this other world, which is like you know autographs and all that kind of stuff. It changes you, and it's it's just an evolution. It's just there's the ebb and flow because when you're really popular, I get it. People are constantly the the, the press, uh, the general population. Oh, you're saying they might they might soften and not be nicer later Over on. Time, yeah, yeah of course. It's like when it's when you're in it, it's very intense, and you have to maintain that level of like a little bit of an edge. 
I get how, I get that and I respect that. And as long as you're not completely disrespectful, there's right. a huge difference. But also when you're in, in the middle of it like you're talking about and you have to answer the same dumb question from 95 different guys in the yeah. press, it's like, dude, didn't we cover this already? Like the cast of, it's like the, being the cast of Friends when like they're being interviewed. The, so is everyone really friends? Like, oh, original question, moron. Anything else? <laughs> We've covered this in 7,000 interviews. Yeah, that would be like, annoying so, to get the same shit after every, every game. Every time. It's so like, I can't, to take this on a, on a grander scale, I can't, can't remember if Willis Turner told this story on our podcast or not, but remember when LeBron James made the quote unquote the decision when he left Cleveland and he went to you know Miami and everybody wanted to treat yeah. him like an arrogant prick, yeah. like a jerk, like giving up on a city. Like, so Willis, uh, when all this negativity towards LeBron James was going on, he Willis was somewhere in Los Angeles at the same restaurant that LeBron James was at, and Willis was with uh, his daughter. I, I wish he, I, I'm probably not going to do this story justice, but Willis somehow or another was like, oh, there's not like a traitor or whatever. He made like some like off color comment to his daughter, like joking. And he said LeBron James was sitting at the table and turned to him and went, come on, man. Like, not like a jerk, but like, come on. You're man. telling your daughter I'm a traitor. Like, yeah. In a really nice <clears throat> way. And it, when he did that, he humanized himself to Willis. And Willis was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm really really sorry. Wow. And he was like, it's cool, but you just have to understand. Like, he was like, you have to I'm a guy like, who likes to play basketball. And then Willis and was that's like, pretty much it. And then Willis was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. And then Willis was like, can you take pictures of my daughter? He's like, sure, absolutely. And like, then I was like, okay, see, that's... Wow. And so now, ever since Willis told me that story, I've always respected LeBron James, and I've paid a close attention to how, what he talks about. Like, I used to think, okay... This guy comes out of high school. I wonder if he cheated. You know, you always get that thing of like, if you're really talented, maybe you, you know, you kind of skate through life. Everybody's taking care of you. You're going to become this diva. That's not who that guy is, man. No. I've watched him. He has worked I have very the hard. Most respect for him as a human being. He's carried teams his on his talent. back. He's Whole also teams. hilarious. Yeah, I'm saying, but like, he's a well-rounded human being. It's not just about how talented he is. Uh, and yeah. I, but I think but that moment that Willis shared, like, I was like, oh my god, this guy. Could have turned to him and said, fuck off, yeah. or said nothing to him. You know what yeah, I mean? Or his handlers could have been like, hey, fuck you, man. Like all these other scenarios. And instead, he himself was just like, at the peak of who he was, was like, come on, really? Yeah. And, and, and when amazing. you really look at sports and basketball in particular, because I feel like that, that's getting to be younger and younger, uh, but these, they're kids. You know what I mean? These guys aren't even fully developed adults and they're being thrown into a world where they're expected to be full grown adults. And I'm sorry, but if you took me at age 20 and gave me fucking yeah. $8 million uh, yeah. and said, try not to be an asshole, I'd be like, uh, go fuck yourself. And I would fucking be a complete lunatic. A, plus if you're a great athlete, you're probably gonna have a big ego coming out of high school. Being you like have the big to. Athlete, you, and then add no all that money on top of it. professional athlete doesn't have an inflated yeah. ego. There's no way to be a professional athlete and be super humble all the time. There's just no way. Yeah, you, you lose your edge. You have to be competitive. You have to think you're better than other people. Otherwise, you're me and you're doing a podcast on a Friday morning. <laughs> you're not playing in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah, and then when when LeBron did the decision and they made a special, and then he f announces he's taking his talents to South Beach, and everyone went ballistic and oh fuck that guy. And I was like, remember, he's twenty two, or whatever age he was. I'm like, we're all forty year old oh, people. We're we're all forty year old people going. Started out of high school. He looks so he much was, older. But he was in the. But, but he had a mustache in eighth grade. I mean, it's like <laughs> I you know, can't. His face looks old. 
He's so young. Well, and his oh, hairline. Perfect. There's yeah. some. There's some. There's some interesting disputes over his hair. Which who cares? No, exactly. But it's pretty funny that sometimes the hairline <laughs> is down by the eyebrows and sometimes it's the non-existent. You're like. What's going on with your hair, dude? Look, unless he comes out with a blonde mullet wig all of a sudden, he's like, I'm, I'm going, what's up? What's, what's up, up This is it, my hair. What's, it's cool. What's going on? I got plugs. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like some, Bo Duke. <laughs> just had some time off. Just decided to get a new haircut, new hairstyle. It's all real. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the athletes, you know, I, I keep bringing the Stanhope bit up, but, like, athletes take t- so much shit, you know? They take so much abuse from, like, the public and everything. Yeah. And that is, that becomes... You know, like when you talk about comedy and like some of the like the unfun part of comedy is like a lot of the travel and, you know, you're in hotel rooms and you're alone and there's a lot of that. But then you get to be do, go on stage and that's the fun part with athletics. I imagine the travel being alone on the road, like trying to avoid crowds of people like that, that wears on you, you know. So the fact that they're all not insane and, and constantly screaming at the press is, is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, I think I was trying to make another point, but I got confused in there. Well, so. it kind of came off like a poem, just out of curiosity. You know, <laughs> a poem is that doing? John Huck, poet at large. <laughs> <laughs> Submit that to PTI. So when was the last time you were overseas, Jen Murphy? Uh, February. How well, many guys did Why you have we? sex with? What? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> 5,000. Um, you said February. Yeah, I was there for like ten days in February. Did we talk about this before? Like we did, and I, okay. I'm trying to. I don't know why I feel like. Yeah, we talked about it at your house. Have you been posting other pictures of having been over there, like no. just randomly or like that? Okay, no, I haven't. All right, but you've been over a couple times. I'm not right? going to just keep bragging about it, like you say. Well, you just do it through your. Uh, what is that hat from? Yes. One of your tours. Yes, from February. And what does that hat represent? It's that from you're Afghanistan. Wearing? This is the Afghanistan, and that uh, one of the head. Uh, Sergeants gave it to us. So to be clear, you were entertaining Afghani troops. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some. Really? I was not entertaining them. Really? Well, they work on the American base. Oh, but, but okay. I meant like uh, the, uh, Afghani. Oh, I like meant, the actual troops. Yeah, I yeah, meant no, enemy no. troops. I meant oh, troops I that would be. I did see them, you know, when we traveled, but I didn't perform for them. We saw some when we. Uh, you know, I, what about traveled. what about the helicopter rides? Like that's the one thing. I that's don't, my favorite part. I don't you, think I could the do first that. time it was. First time I was terrified. Okay, so how many times have you done it? First off, three. You've done it three times. Okay, yes. so let's just start with the helicopter ride. So the first time you get on this helicopter, those things are beasts. They're not like regular. Like oh, it, we're in Hawaii. They're we're going to take on a little tour. But they tourist. still look like they were built by a drunk uncle who just got out of a five day well, sleep in <laughs> rehab. It wasn't the helicopter that scared me. The thing was. First of all, it was my first time in Afghanistan, so I was already much more terrified. And they gave us like the bulletproof vest and the hat, everything. Well, yeah, you were. Where did you get that stuff? You got to wear a helmet. The, oh. the moment we arrived. So okay, so and they told us to sleep point, with it by our bed. At what point do you stop flying commercial to get to where you're going? Um, we stopped. Well, when we were in Germany. So, but it was to- still commercial. It wasn't commercial, but it was a huge. Military plane, but you start flying. But from that point forward, they're in charge of your transportation. Yeah, it's all military at that point. This time, I mean, the first time it was. Okay. This time we got a little closer, but uh, like what to find closer? But yeah, but then they mean? bring you in the huge military, military plane. Because it's because it, it, so. But by the time when you get to where you're performing, right? I'm assuming at some point that's the last plane you take, and then what type yeah. of travel? Then we took from Black there? Hawk helicopters. And how long are those trips? Usually? Which were awesome, like an hour. So, well, it depends. Some of them were only like twenty minutes away. Some, some was like an hour. Okay. The reason it was scary though is because they took us up, and then on there's no doors, and then on each side of the helicopter, 
is uh, one of the American soldiers with a gun. Right. They're both, and they're both just aiming down and just watching. The whole time, right? In case they see any fire come up. And how high up are you? I don't know. I mean, no, I mean, like of. super high up, like, or can you like? No, no, no. Like very you can detailed. see down because you know helicopters; they don't go as high as. Right, so it's pretty. It's still pretty deep. So it's as high you're as high like, enough. The, you're like high. the LAPD helicopters. You'd be, you're up that you'd be high. a little higher than the LAPD uh, uh, helicopters. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, because they got to get, you know, because so, they do get fired on, so they got to get higher than that. I think. So how do those guys shoot from way up Butch there? Because Butch Bradley though? got fired on. That I heard. Yeah. I'm always surprised they still take us over there. It's amazing. Well, I mean, for the most part, I but guess. But when you're with all the soldiers, you feel safe. You do. But it's still a little bit scary because, they, you know, they have had... You've had nothing. And also, they had... When I was there, they had just recently had... So they let local work on the base. And it doesn't happen very often, but every so often there's one that turns. So there was one that... I mean, they all have to go through high security every time what they come on. Turns? Well, this guy... So they come and go every day from the base, mm-hmm. those locals that yeah. work there. This guy, they have little shops that the soldiers shop at, you know, where they buy like clothes or Baby you know, gap. whatever, trinkets, uh, <laughs> headphones. <laughs> they buy stuff to send back home, perfume, like weird stuff right, like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like a flea market. One of them, every day that he would come to work, he was slowly like building a small bomb in his little tent where he sells stuff oh without But them they stopped, they caught him. No. He, uh, it was like a suicide bomb thing, and one soldier got killed. I, I'll never understand the suicide bombing thing. and uh, it's, You're not religious enough. I know. I don't have enough hate in my heart. To so, I mean, it is, you feel safe on the base, but, you know, there's always is slight uh, How danger. Long, that happened? That doesn't happen very no, no, often no, at all, but, but it had happened. You said it happened relatively like, close to the time you had uh, arrived? Like, I would say... Two months. Oh, okay. Or so. All right. Not like a day or two before yeah, you got no, there. No. Okay. Because that's no. even, that's the other thing. It's like, I'm assuming from time to time, or maybe this hasn't happened on your tours, but are there people that had recently lost their lives on those, at, at those bases that you are, you are showing up to that you have to try to entertain these people now after something maybe has just happened? Or no, has that not been that? No, that has happened. They don't talk about it too much to they us because okay. I don't think they want to, you know, they know where they're doing do comedy. You, so you find out about it. But you it, find out the best. Some of them, they, sh- they ship us in, we do the show, and then we have to go right back out. But then other times, we stick around and we get to talk to the soldiers for a long time, and that's when you find out more. Uh, yeah, they share a little bit more about their experience. Yeah, because they want someone to talk to besides just the guys there. I can only imagine. Like, that would be, like, time. Uh, that's, what, that's what I would think. I wouldn't expect that, like, females who go over there get, get laid. I would expect that, like, these dudes are like, ah, finally, somebody who can talk to, I can talk to that's not a meathead soldier <laughs> sitting next to me, farting the whole time, like, laughing, like... Like somebody, w- w- a real person, you know what I mean? And I don't mean, I don't mean yeah. that in like troops aren't real people. I mean that like how civ- no, just different. Like comedians yeah, call yeah. Re- you know audience civilians. It's like yeah. you're not a comic. No, you're we call them normals, normals, whatever. But it's like, yeah, that's what I mean when I say a, a, a real person. I just yeah. mean not in your same predicament. Yeah, because some, especially like the main base we stay at, Bagram is is pretty big, but then the ones they fly us out to will be up in the hills, and those guys are living. It's just like dirt. they're on a small base. So they're living in nothing. I mean, there's nothing around. You can't like how many people can't walk to can't a walk store. To a, I was gonna say you can't walk to a Starbucks. You can't. They're just up on a <laughs> hill, isolated, like in right? dirt. Yeah. yeah. So they're the ones that really need the shows. The most. Yeah. And keep, well, that's good. And and you know, I I think I'm sure it might have happened before, but Bob Hope was you know 
Those were a little bit different, though. Those are probably pretty big bases. Those, yeah, he was course, on the big bases. It was sure. different, but, but like, but that big... idea that those guys need entertainment, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, you can't just expect someone to be away from their friends and their family for that long in a weird environment with a bunch of people that, yes, you become brothers with, but like, there's just something there. You have to, you have to keep morale up. You have to keep people when I was smiling there, when they're the, not uh, mad. <laughs> not to turn this into a negative thing, but I just no, please it, do, please do, please do. Okay. The the guy that was taking us around. So we usually will do a show and around their lunchtime. So then we'll eat with them also. Uh, and uh, the guy that was taking us around was like, "So do you guys need like your own room to eat?" And we're like, "No, what are you talking about? Like we want to eat with the troops." And they're like, "Oh, this last comic was here a few months ago. She had to have her own place to eat. Her own room. <laughs> I'll tell you off air." Oh my god. <laughs> I already I feel like I already know like who that is, but but did they say why were they were they whining were they not whining? Sorry, that's a horrible term. But were they saying were they complaining as to why it needed to be that way? Did they feel like did they were they offended? Is that why they were saying it to you, or were they saying it to you like oh my god, you know you probably do too? Like how were they presenting it to you? No, they said it very nicely. Like, would you like to have your own little space to eat? Okay, like, so maybe... it wasn't apologetic. Meaning that, like, that's why they, they felt like, oh, my God, we clearly are offending these female comedians. That's so you clearly would want your own place. I don't think it was a female thing. Oh, okay. I, think it was I was just, just curious why they I were saying it I think it was just the you. comics in general. Who were you traveling with? Like, do we want to eat with all the troops or do we want our own little... Do you want to eat with us common folk? <laughs> you entertain us? <laughs> Uh, who, I traveled who, with Laura Hayden. She's okay. the one that put the tour together. I like Laura. She's a nice, um, nice, nice person. Christina Walkinshaw. Oh, Christina. Who I love now. I yeah, she's like your bestie That's now. That's why she's, you just posted a photo of you together though. over there. I I've didn't know her, her until then, and we became, yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've, I've known her since I started. Like She was around when I started doing comedy, and then she got yeah, deported she got back deported. to Canada, and now she's she back. She's gone but, for like seven years. But it's weird. I'd always see her online. So and, she's more American than us because she's uh, yeah. she's promoted, she's uh, entertaining the troops yeah. from Canada. <laughs> so she has out-Americanized uh, Jenny and I, John. another one out-Americanized. So Laura put this on. Yes. That's interesting. That so the she's other two I did game. were put on by somebody else. This was her first time putting it on, but she had done a lot of them already. I think she so she kind of knew with the like ins Johnny and out. Cardinale or something. Okay, so she kind of knew the ins and outs because it's not easy to put those things together. It's, it's a lot of work because you got to handle all the paperwork. You know, there's a lot of paperwork and stuff that we have. Did to Did you travel through. a lot, or did you kind of go? Was it this was one? It, was, we didn't. Um, on ones I've done previously, we traveled a lot more. Like not like it was like this boom, one. We boom. stayed in Bagram, Afghanistan the whole time. I mean, okay. traveled to the smaller. But there's other ones where we've covered like three countries. You know, traveled a lot. That's more. a little more draining. Not to make it a boohoo, but it's a, it's it is a little more draining because you're constantly on the go, right? That's yeah. But I like it. It doesn't bother me. You don't mind all the travel. I really get into after like a day or two. I, get, I like I really got into uh, waking up at five thirty in the morning and going. You know, I don't know. Is I it still dark it. at five thirty in the morning. I liked that military lifestyle. Is it still dark at five thirty in the morning there? Or no? Yeah, it is. The uh, um, when, it, did you have extremely huge culture shock when you first went there, or did you not really ever experience that? No, because when you get to the base, you know, it's, you're going to an American base. Oh well, no, I will say, um, first time I did it, the first place we ever went on my first tour was Kuwait, and that was a little bit culture shock that was a little scary and i had people look at me like there was one girl that was just so mean to me because i was american like there was some people that just obviously some people don't like americans but which and when we went to egypt that was a big culture shock because we went to the pyramids Mm -hmm. wow and there was there was girls coming up to me crying 
like they had never seen an American, or they were just excited to see an I don't know. People came up to me and asked me to hold their baby so they could take pictures. Like they treated us like like I was a movie star or something. Interesting. But I think maybe they've only seen like a blonde woman on TV. If they're allowed to watch TV. Yeah, like if they've just but never seen it, like a blonde. Like I represented something. It wasn't like me personally. But if you're going to the pyramids, isn't that primarily a tourist destination? No. It's not? I mean, not American tourists, I don't think. Interesting. They were, they, we had really high security going there. They actually not... scared us a little bit. They're like, try not to look too American. I'm like, well, you should have told me that when I was still in America. I could have dyed my hair or something. Yeah. Oh, you would have made it, you'd have made it like darker It sounds like the pyramids is a tourist destination, but maybe for other countries. But I think as like a, an American, I don't think too many people are. Middle East is still kind of on the Americans shouldn't travel the, there kind of thing. When we, the place where the pyramids are, mm-hmm. where we stayed in Egypt, is third world. There's, there's families traveling on camels. It's, it's very third world. So it's okay. not, you could go there if you're really daring, but it's not somewhere you're going to go like on a vacation. How did you get there? You didn't go by camel. No, we had this like old van. It was like a movie, you see. You, you know the movies where they go to the Like spies like us. And they're, and they're like, all in those old like gray yeah, yeah, vans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it was exactly like what you'd see in a movie in the, so, with the van. <clears throat> I'm assuming you do not get off campus too often, right? That that's not a safe thing. <laughs> just, we're going to go walking around. But you're in certain parts of countries where they're like, yeah, we're not no, going to show you. No, they don't let you. us go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not saying, hey, we'll take you out for a second, show you... They, they there's no going out. No, right? like I I need an escort every if I go to the bathroom, somebody follows me. Anywhere I go, there's somebody following me. Yeah, they're they're even they're the, they're responsible for your safety. Even on the base <laughs> in Bagram, even on the safe interesting base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, like he said, they're responsible for us. Are the bases all fenced in? All yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. You guys know that in 1977, the Grateful Dead played the pyramids. Shut up. They went just over the, there just to the pyramids. Nobody else was there. Just there the was. Pyramids? I mean, there was a small crowd, but <clears throat> they. They uh, went over there as, uh, you know, all their roadies, the, the whole band, all their families. No way. Yeah, there's pictures of Jerry on a camel outside. That. I, have the, I have the show. It's, you know, it was probably it was a, a lot. different time back then. It was a lot oh, yeah. safer, I'm oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, before yeah. Uh, 2000. Way different time. And, but still, no, no, but no, still no, complicated getting all the, the gear over there. You know what I mean? Like way like back the, the 80s? 70, no, no. The, uh, the, my dad was telling me about this. It was, it was around probably right. Seventy-seven, right was, after that, when uh, radicalism started really rearing its head. Before that, it didn't. Oh, it was, it was like in the that. it was in the eighties that, that we started getting. You know, this guy's an Egyptian bomber, and yeah, this guy's a oh, oh, oh wait, what? It wasn't always people like don't that. like America. <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, look, this stuff has always existed, but not to the extent that it does now. It, it, it used to actually be a lot more. You're, I don't, you haven't you ever seen those photographs of what Iran used to look like back in the sixties and the fifties, and like it was just different. It's just become, it's, it's weird how um, sometimes religion is just extremely repressive and I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like we have one life to live. Why are we, why are we just basically sacrificing everything for one thing and doing, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just weird to me. It's just, it is. If you, it teach his own, but it's odd to me, man. Yep. I don't get it. But yeah, it was, it was sometime in the 70s, I think. It, it started making a more of a dramatic shift, I think. Yeah. It is weird, That's especially in those like opinion. third world. I mean, they don't know the difference. So I think they seem pretty happy. But when you look at them, just like we're literally like the same person, except I was born somewhere different. Right, but did, it, when people were and handing now you babies, li- aren't you now first? You you're like, uh, why are you handing me the baby? The baby a bomb because I'm from America and everything's a bomb. They tell us when we're over there. Like, do you get like that when you're first doing experiencing? Things? 
or is it all that no, they type were of so propaganda excited. getting in your head freaking you out? No. Okay. But they weren't expecting to see me. They literally, I think it's just, I don't know. They've, they've never seen a blonde American. You were like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I mean... In Egypt. I hesitate to say that because I'm exactly not, and I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're listening, Jen looks just like Marilyn Monroe. When she, sits, treat, when, they, when she sits forward, but when she sits when she back... When she sits back, she looks <laughs> like she goes and entertains the troop in Afghanistan. To them, I... <laughs> it's like if, like, Miss America came, and they would hand it... Oh, oh my God, now we're Miss America, Take Jen. a picture with the tall blonde lady. But, I mean, I'm not. But no. they don't know because oh. I'm the first one they've seen. Right, if I went there, it would be like Fabio... In the early 80s. Yeah, let's they, not get carried away. They don't know because well, they have nothing to compare away. it to. I think they would still think you were Chris Elliott. <laughs> probably like, oh, <laughs> Scary Movie 2 is my favorite. If Miss, if Miss America actually <laughs> showed up saw and they got to take a picture with her, they would go home and tear up mine and be like, oh, that's... <laughs> this is, get that off the wall. Who is this? We that's got not, Miss America. That's not who we thought it was. It'd so. <laughs> 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 be funny if you find out they're being told you're Miss America. And I think it'd be hilarious if you were, there were pictures of you at like kiosk being sold, like you were just some sort of like weird American. You find out that people are making money off your image over there. You're on billboards. You're like, oh. So funny. What? <laughs> That's really cute. I like it. I hope it's happening. Uh, yeah, right? And then all of a sudden you get a huge residual check. You're like, wait, what? I well, you're a celebrity that. over here. They want you to come over and judge Afghanistan Idol. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You're like, we need you to be the Simon Cowell. You have to be mean to everybody. Then they, what, then what they really What was your favorite you. thing to buy over there? Do you have anything that you beats? discovered? Beats by Dre. Oh, oh okay. Never heard of those. I yeah. thought you were I, when you said beats. I'm like, Ugh, why would you want to eat beats over there? Jesus! And you're like the head. Thirty five dollars over there. Now I'll tell you what. The first time I went, are they beats? No, they're, they're boats by Drew. It's like people <laughs> it's told like, me they weren't real, but there's I couldn't find anything of. The, and even if they aren't, that's fine. I could not find one thing about them that looked fake. But whatever, I'm willing to admit it. But First pair I bought, 40 bucks. It lasted me three years. They were really wow. good. Wow. Then the last time I went, they had just died. So I bought another one, died after two weeks. So, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. First pair Some, was good. Sometimes it's those, sometimes those, uh, those, uh, you know, those knockoffs are like legit. When my dad gave me, I got two Rolex watches when my dad passed away. And I was like, oh, Rolex, these are really good watches. You know, he wore them all the time. And I was wearing them for a while. And I was like, you know, I should take them in and have them looked at. And it took this guy, he goes, man, these are the best forgeries I've ever seen. And he goes, the only way I can tell, and he takes off the face, he goes into the gear, he's got a little pointer, he points at two different things. He's like, these aren't Rolex. That's the only way I can tell. Wow, he really knew his watches. Oh, well, I went to a watch guy. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I asked my brother. But but yeah, he was like, and he was blown away. He's like, these are the best... I mean, you could probably sell these as Rolexes to somebody who doesn't know any better. Yeah. But they're not Rolexes. And I was like, thank you. But my dad did a lot of traveling and he would go to like, he'd go to Switzerland. He'd come back with a Swiss army knife. He'd go, you know, he got Rolexes over there. So is he going into a watch shop or is there a dude on the street and he's buying them up? We we were never really sure. So it was just kind of comical how like forever these have been, these are Rolexes. I I wear a Rolex and then you take it in. The big thing over there is like, it's whatever you want. The big thing over there is like jewels. Jewels like diamond. I don't know enough about jewels, but they're they get them from somewhere close. There's their mind somewhere. Close. Blood diamonds. Blood diamonds. Yeah. And they're getting it from Leonardo. The DiCaprio. soldiers that they sell them for a lot cheaper there, so they buy them, bring them over here, and make like a couple thousand bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. nice. Some of the girls I traveled with bought them, but they I don't have that kind of money, and I don't really care. 
<laughs> you don't want to be an eBay it's salesman. It's funny when you're traveling with someone and you're like, I'm not going to spend any money because I don't have any. And they're like, I'm so broke too. I don't have any money. I'm going to buy a thousand dollars scarf and, like, and a diamond. Yeah, I don't think so. We're, so I don't did, think so, we have the same money. I don't think we have the same definition of broke. So, <laughs> so, so far, um, my question was, what kind of cultural stuff did you get into? So far, I've gotten uh, Beats, Beats by, by Dre, Dre and diamonds. <laughs> diamonds. I'm just curious, was there anything culturally that... That no, because we weren't shopping in Afghanistan. We we're shopping on an American base. Yeah, so it's like you want to buy a McDonald's they're burger. Stuff to, <laughs> they're selling. They did have a pizza. They're selling yeah. stuff to soldiers. Yeah, it's for yeah. cheaper. Who want to feel like they're they're buying something that makes them reminds them of home. The beats, the beats. So there was like walls and walls of those. Oh yeah. Well, when you say because they, they die after a week. Outside vendors coming in though, correct? So there were no outside vendors that got that basically got licensed to come in that were selling stuff that had. I mean, the sure, they sold they... some of their like artwork, their yeah. Afghan artwork and stuff. Yeah, there was some of those statues, stuff like that, trinkets. Yeah. They're not selling George Bush paintings. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> in any other country, you'd bring home something like from Italy or something. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Bring home Afghanistan. Uh, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I brought you this Afghani. Like, I was like, oh, gross. Get it out of here. <laughs> One guy gave me a free little camel, so I brought that home. Okay. So you have something. So I do. I have right. green you have, camel. You have, a, you have a camel. Oh, you have green. Very, it's a ha- happy, smiling camel. It's a real good depiction. How, did you find that most camels are happy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Did they, any of them spit at you? Camels spit. Ugh, no. No. I get spit in the face by an alpaca. The Wisconsin version of a camel. <laughs> when we went to um, Egypt, the kids enjoyed watching me get spit in the face. Dude, I would have laughed my ass off if uh, <laughs> I would have seen that. In Egypt, we went to a legit like Egypt restaurant. Like we couldn't communicate with the lo- the almost yeah. lawyer waiter. <laughs> Hi, I'll be your lawyer. I'll be bringing the food. <laughs> yes. Like, well, it's different here. We have lawyers as wait staff. You just had to point to pictures. Yeah. Uh, so I for sure stayed away from the meat. Yeah. Why? Well, because you don't know what it is. But our friend Sean Helpin, I was with him on that trip, pointed to what he thought said chicken. It came out. It was oh, just in no. the shape that it was still in. It was so clearly a pigeon. Oh, wow. It Did he eat it? Yeah, he's yeah. eat it. No, you got it. I mean, you, I mean, at a certain point, you're like, I ordered this. But I think that's common over there. They eat pigeon. Which, yeah. why not? We eat chicken. Uh, not and that I, different. Can I be honest with you? People here eat pigeon as well. It's just the way it came out on the plate. It wasn't cut up or anything. It was just cooked, but still in kind of the form. Like the way you'd have like a turkey still like in Like a store. cartoon version of what you would <laughs> serve in a, in a Woody Woodpecker meal. And then you walk outside, there's just pigeons all over the parking lot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's free range. I came it was a home, free range pigeon. When, when, I, li- when I had a roommate, uh, when me and, me and my buddy Tim lived together off Harold Way, right around the corner from the White Horse off Western Avenue, I came home one day and my neighbor was, a, was an older Latino man who lived with his grandparents. And he was the kind of guy he had, um, he'd put the bullet hole stickers on his car. Oh, you know, he was a low rider. He, I think, tried to pass himself off as Latino. So I think he was uh, like a, a darker skinned Armenian is what I honestly believe him to be. <laughs> but then that's not an insult. I just don't, I think he tried to play up the yeah. Mexican gangbanger role. And yeah. it, it was kind of comical. But he wanted to be cool. I came home one day and like I, I parked in the back and he was back there with like a little Weber grill sitting in a lawn chair and he's grilling. And I hear him on the phone. It's like, it's, it was really sad. Like, it was, he's an older guy and he's talking to people about coming over for his birthday and the, these people weren't coming over. And Aww. he's grilled. So I was like, yeah, shit. I was walking by. He's like, hey, man. I go, hey, how you doing? You know, and I kind of stopped to chat. He's like, 
hey, if you want, if you want, man, I, I, uh, I shot these pigeons myself uh, with a pellet gun at, at the park or whatever, and I'm going to be grilling them up. I'm like, oh, you know what, man? I actually have a lot of work to do, but if I, uh, I might pop out later, you know? And I'm like, I'm not going out there to eat pigeon <laughs> with this guy. But I was like, I, I went inside. I told my buddy, I was like, there's a guy out there cooking pigeons. He goes, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, you know, he finally ate it. Pigeons. It was so delicious. Yeah. What if? But yeah, I mean, well, what if, right? But I mean, did Sean say this was really good, or was he like, it's kind of tastes like old chicken? He was like, old it's chicken? decent. I guess. Yeah, I was just so grossed out. He actually ate it. But That's like I'm in like, the Christmas well, story when they bring the the goose out and it's got the head still on it, and they're like, um, it's smiling at us. We eat a lot of weird stuff too. That yeah, if does. you if you if you go to other countries and you tell them how we consume food, they're like, what do you do? Why do you do? You mean that? consume and, and and throw away? Well, no, not mean. Cons- I mean that plus like some of the stuff we eat probably doesn't doesn't make sense to them. I can't think of anything offhand that would be weird, but. That's just because I'm used to it. You know, it's just, it's all where you're from and what you grow up with and, mm-hmm. you know, what the natural resources are in your yeah, area. Rule number one, uh, you shouldn't have to apologize for your circumstances if that's all you know. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like sometimes people are like, I'm so sorry that I have Cheetos. It's like, no, no, if you want Cheetos, you don't have to apologize for your Don't apologize like, to me, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Sometimes I find myself apologizing for being white. You know, I dated a girl in high school because her they had a drawer that had ding dongs and Twinkies and hoes in it, and we weren't allowed to have that at our house. So I was willing to stay with her as long as possible. Cause Shut I, up! I, I believe him. There was just a story on the news about a girl who had like she was really young, like twenty, early twenty, but her gallbladder just like exploded almost or something because they said the big thing right now is the with, and you see it a lot with the young people are the fiery Cheetos. Or those things called taki. Yeah. It's like super spicy chips. Yeah. But she was eating them every day, and it's like that shit just like destroys really? her stomach. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you uh, seen those spicy Cheetos? They're like... Yeah. Uh, I, I won't. Well, I, do you I, eat them? I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. Good? He's yeah, seen they, every chip and candy you could possibly imagine. Uh, they don't... We're the not, kids love the spicy... I, we, we, you know, unlike my body, my kids' bodies uh, do have moderation, so, no, they don't get them all the time. But now that I know this, guess what's not going to be in our house anymore? Fiery Cheetos. Well, I think like, that this girl was eating them every single day. But when you say eating, you're not talking about a, a small bag a day. You're talking about, like, I'm eating, like, a, you know, a one-pound feed bag a day. Like, you got to eat. If, for something to do that to your body, I would assume you have to really consume. And for quite a while, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, there are people you know, who drink their whole lives who don't get cirrhosis. And then there's people like Pigpen who died when he was 27 because he drank himself to death, you know? Yeah, I mean everybody's uh, hot body handles things differently. For, or the keyboardist for the Grateful Dead. I was like Pigpen from the Charlie Brown. No, 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 no. From, Grateful, from the Grateful Dead. I thought it was a childhood friend of his. I didn't know what he was talking. No, no, no. He was a, he was the first uh, harmonica player, keyboardist like for the Grateful Dead. How much when you, you drink, have to drink well, to a lot. He a drank lot. beer to death, or he drank uh, really hard liquor. Alcohol. Liquor. I mean, you don't a beer. I think you get you die of being fat if you try to drink yourself to death with beer. You die of o- obesity. Well, also you. Some you, people's bodies are just more resilient too. That's a. It's also, all it's genetics. It's genetics world, DNA. It's all genetics. Twenty seven's yeah. really young. Well, you know he can alcohol poisoning. I mean, you can like literally if you're. That's that's why I was asking what it was he was drinking. Yeah, it was I hard mean, liquor. I mean, he drank whiskey. You know, he was a blues guy. You, you live that life. You just, you know. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, if he hadn't gotten sober would have probably died before that helicopter crash. That guy was putting cocaine in his whiskey every morning. Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that, that, and then, because like, well, he was a blues man and that's what blues guys did and it was like, uh, okay, uh, can't you just just be sad and write a good guitar riff? Like, wake up drinking and like, the cocaine kept you awake so you could drink more. The whole thing is just a vicious circle of 
damage damage to your body after a while. Yeah, at first, I'm sure it is a great time. What do you have for breakfast? Cocaine and whiskey. (laughs) Wow, wow, you're fucking active in the morning. And then by the time, you know, that's going on for a year, you're like, okay, my liver hates me, I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty brutal. I think. think. (laughs) Hey, got a letter in the mail. Who's it from? My liver. liver. It does not like you. (laughs) It's hate mail. Oh, (laughs) that's rude. Now it would be a tweet. Um, right. Uh, you got a tweet in the mail. <laughs> you got a tweet. Hey, I'm going to send you a letter. No, no, no. Just put it in, put it on Twitter. Okay, I'll send you a tweet. And then you like print it out. Hey, put guys, it in an envelope. Uh, are you guys following Nail John's it. liver on Twitter? No. That's actually funny to have like a body part that I'm sure there's somebody's <laughs> liver is yes, an account. I'm sure, yeah. Bukowski's liver. My, my, my favorite like clearly fake account is um, Racist Watchdog. Do you guys, have you seen yeah. that one show up? Yeah. It's just because it's so, it's, it's the same joke. Always, but every once in a while it catches me, and I just start laughing because you know what I'm talking about. No, I've never. Like seen so, it. if basically this person just goes around and trolls people, so if anybody's a racist, they point it's it out. A picture of a dog, and all they do is when they put when they they're in the in the reply, woof. they just go bark 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 bark. That's all that it is. So it's if just, like somebody puts out a tweet like "All lives matter," then it's like they'll retweet that with above. It'll say like "Have they got no Benjamin yet?" Or whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I That's really I, funny. He, he I'm gonna have to follow it. Enough. Dude, the funniest thing I saw on Twitter this morning was from Jason Galern, uh, who's I think been a guest on the show. But he, no, he hasn't th- actually. Yeah, he has. Galern, no, I would know. He's not. Yeah, we. Oh no, that was the other. It was the other podcast. Oh, I did. John's doing a secret podcast. Um, we found out about Jen. Secret that I did for three years that you already knew about. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he put there was a Vice article uh, that said the the headline was I trusted my wife. Oh, I saw. And then he wrote, he retweeted it, and above that he wrote, I didn't read the article, but my guess is this is the last time you'll do that. (laughs) I saw that one. That made me laugh. I totally, I took a picture of it. I was like, that's funny. I'm going to want to look at that later and laugh again. Like, it really made me laugh. It was funny. But uh, let's go from Afghanistan to Wisconsin. We got a little bit of your anti politics, but what about, how was the rest of the politics, trip? I was just saying, that was one of the constant themes when you go back to a state. Yeah, like politics and fudge bleeds into everything in Wisconsin is what I learned from you. Uh, yeah. How was, did you go, did you eat at Paul Bunyan's? We did. God, I'm see. done. I tapped, this is my final year, I'm tapping out. Whoa! <gasps> yeah. Why? Why? I still take the kids. The tin cups didn't, you didn't like the tin cups? It's the logging camp I eating just, style? you know, my body, yeah, my body's just, my body just is not a fan. Well, do you know what Paul Bunyan's is, Jen? A restaurant? Yeah. But it's well, like... You can't react the way you reacted and then not even really know... I don't know. Okay. Paul Bunyan's is a, is a restaurant in Manaqua, Wisconsin, or right outside of Manaqua. No, it's in Manaqua. That is like supposed to be like reminiscent of logging camps. So there's really long... It was the first place I ever ate as a kid where my family wasn't at its own table. Like we were connected. It was like oh, long... Oh, okay. You sit on benches and there's like long picnic tables, you know, and they serve... You know, tin, like uh, tin plates and tin cups and like, you know, everything is like logging, camping ki- yeah. type silverware. All and you can eat. That is oh. all you can eat. Is it all you can eat? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because it's, uh, I just remember. Buffet? No. Or no. just, you can just they, keep they ordering. Just keep bringing food. You don't order. You just, they just, so basically. Is everything family style? The meal, yeah. The meal comes according. First, they give you donuts to fill you up. And, and then, then they serve you food. <laughs> and then they serve you the food, which is uh, uh, scrambled eggs, uh, like a meat plate. So like sausages and bacon, not bacon, but like a um, Canadian bacon and ham. And then uh, hash browns. 
Um, I'm trying to think what else they. Oh, pancakes. Are and they then, bringing it family style, and you're sharing with strangers? No, too? no, no. They don't do that part okay. anymore. You don't. There's the the family, uh, the family, uh, the European style of like uh, shared tables doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Oh, it doesn't. No. Oh, now you're your own table. Okay, I haven't been there. I haven't been there since through the '80s. So, and yeah, you can just say it's we, just. We don't, People don't really want to hang out with other people anymore. Dude, and I didn't like doing it when I was a kid. understood the beginning of this uh, podcast yeah. thing we talked about? I get it. But at the same time, I don't really care for that shit either. Yeah. Uh, well, it's also, if you're going to be a fucking pig. <laughs> I don't want other people I don't know looking <laughs> at me. It's bad enough my brother's going to go, hey, you have another pancake fat ass? Like, <laughs> Is it just one price? But you can just be yeah. like, more eggs, please. More well, okay, eggs. first off, uh, you're a server and you have, I'm not, you're a server, you've been a server. Uh, no one ever snaps their fingers to get attention like you just did. Some no, people do. They, Some they people do, they, actually. That's I know. The fucking well, I, can't, I can't imagine you do. Um, no, no see, I was they, imitating you. I would never do that. I'm Garçon, Garçon, bring me more. Yeah. Oh, I can <laughs> eat eggs for my family. I uh, no, you. They come over and check, and they're like, "You guys want any more food?" But the funny thing is, you guys like, don't look like you weigh four hundred pounds yet. Little. Would you like any more? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, most of our kids are little. Yeah, li- little enough. They're not like big kids, and so they're not. We we do one round. We're one and done. But even in the one and done, I'm like, I started eating it. And I'm like, oh, God, everything's got so much lard and butter. And like, you don't, I didn't, I didn't realize, like, I think I'm a pretty shitty eater here in California. Oh, dude, you no, are. I, mean, I, I seriously do believe that. You it's are like, but then I go, out here, but. But I went back there and I was like, oh. People are like, what, you having a salad, faggot? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were pretty it's healthy. It's not that bad. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like. You you go oh it can it can be what I deem heavy here, it can be even heavier there. I had four slices of pizza. They're like we had four pizzas. Yeah, I've done all those things though too. Don't get me wrong, but I will. I, I said this to my mother. I was like, wow, you know, I forgot how big Midwesterners are. Like I'm a Midwesterner. That's why I'm Andre. Is it the a Giant lot of overweight people? No, no, big. Oh, just big t- like tall motherfuckers. Like, Large. Talking, it's not about like how big your belly is. It's about just big. Fucking people, yeah, yeah. Like they're bigger, you know. It's like what's that? There's a, that's why they say like corn fed. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's something to that. Like we eat different. We were brought yeah. up different because your kids, they were raised in Southern California. Yeah, they are not big boned kids. You know what I mean? And that's your gen- genetics. That's you and your wife together, or whatever. Well, they but, may get their Andre the Giantism later. They might get. I know, they may, you guys are both really. They tall. may get growth spurts, she's, she's, but they're not going to be like if they were eating Wisconsin food every day. They, they get that. You get that bigger insulin, yeah, yeah, yeah. insulated. You know, a couple extra layers Looks of skin. Looks good with some plaid. Looks good on. Yeah, you <laughs> you want to you want to fill out your lumberjack shirt yeah. and your Carhartt jeans yeah, yeah. and your work boots. Carhartt's, a lot of Carhartt. Oh, there, yeah. oh man, Carhartt's like but, the. No, uh, but again, I but see the thing is. Growing up in that, I I like going back to that. Like I don't I don't need like I'm not some sort of like West Coast elitist. Like I, I feel like oh, why can't the rest of America just catch up to what I've discovered out? Like I, that's not my attitude. Like so when I go back, I acclimate very well, you know. And I actually when I'm there, like I'm back to Wisconsin. Like my wife who makes fun of me, and she's like, "Oh, listen to the way you're ta- starting to talk." <laughs> you like, start I, the accent comes back. Everything yeah, does come yeah, back everything a little back. bit. Like, I become. A Wisconsinite again, like when oh, I go back. Oh, my, you're going I, down I to the board, it. eh? I love it. Like, the, all the fishing, like, teaching my kids how to go fishing and stuff like that. And Elliot was, like, snagging, like, northern and, like, huge crappie. Like, he became, like, a fisherman. My other son, Tanner, was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, after, like, three casts, he's like, what is this? Yeah, this and is stupid. And I'm like, stupid. clearly, I'm more like me. 
you have zero page. Like on his first cast, he's like, we're barely catching anything out here. I'm like, you haven't even hit the water yet. Yeah. Clearly fishing is not your thing, you know? You got you got to want... What, what I wish I would have, uh, I think, appreciated more was the stillness. Does that make sense? Like, you your kid, I was go out in a boat with my dad. He'd you know, tie up the lure, and then we'd cast. And I was like, this is a boring as shit, you yeah. know? And I wasn't catching anything. I wasn't a good fisherman. No offense to my dad, but he wasn't a great fisherman either. Um, but I really wish I would have enjoyed just the... Because I always like being on a boat. I always like being around the water. But there was something about the, the stillness of fishing that I enjoy now. Like, I haven't fished for a very long time. But, like, the last time I went, I remember thinking... This is really what it's all about. It's just like being out in nature and being still and yeah. just taking it in. I did not get that on this trip because the kids are too young. Right. So it was constant noise. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised we actually even caught fish. I was going to say, was yeah, that was anybody was around. Uh, screaming. I will tell you, some of the coolest shit, though, is the lake that we're on. It's a private lake. There are two eagles, massive eagles, and having them fly past you, <sighs> like those birds... Holy sh- like it's jaw dropping when those things come by. Those like, ball eagles, especially when they're in like in, in like not like when you see them at the zoo. This is like they're huge in their habitat. I've never seen that. In and the, they're the hanging nation. out and they fly past you and they're casting shadows and it's like you're gonna hear it and you're really? just like it's like literally it's like a black hawk helicopter coming by it. and it's you're just like that's a majestic beast like you like <laughs> literally stop and it, there, wow. there were some people fishing. And they were catching fish that, you know, sometimes they swallow the hooks and they end up having to kill them. And the eagles just sit in the tree and they're like, whoop, and they throw it out there and they watch the eagles just wham, just come down and grab that thing. Yeah. They're gone two seconds later. It's pretty cool. The first time I ever saw a bald eagle in, in the wilderness, I was on a, a canoe trip with a, an English class I had. We were out for college. We were out um, kind of our last day of the, the semester. We went out together as a class and we were, I was in the same canoe as my professor and, and I was talking about something. He goes, Shh. Look, and he points up, and there's this gigantic, gigantic bald eagle at the top of this sort of burnt-out, half-cut-down tree. And he's sitting up there, and I was like, as I'm thinking in my head, like, what a majestic bird. This thing takes a shit (laughs) all down this tree. Like, it was so much shit. And I go, uh. And then my professor goes, okay. (laughs) We just kept paddling, but it was like, you saw that. I was just up in Chelan Chelan Lake, Washington with... uh, Oh yeah, Lachlan Patterson. Um, there's a there's a room up there. There's a club up yeah, there Christina's now. Christina's up there right now. She's yeah, it's awesome. It's it's one of the most fun areas I've ever done a show in because they put you in a condo that's a half mile walk to the venue, and within that half mile walk is the lake. Uh, you can rent paddle boards, jet skis, boats. There's miniature golf. There's bike riding. There's there's a skate park. There's like the town is like when we were there. It was like right before it was going to be so hot that you couldn't go outside. And uh, everything, it's beautiful there. And you look out of the the condo, and across the, like, about a half mile down is, like, this mountain that shoots up. And, you know, Lachlan is, a, is, is an outdoorsy dude, and he was kind of, you know, I was, I was planning on, I looked at the area before I went, and I was like, yeah, I want to do some hiking. And he was on the same, uh, the same mindset, so we, like, got together, and, like, we went, we went hiking one morning, and we saw... Like the first thing we see is like a huge mule deer. Just we kind of came up on it and it was like, whoop. And it's like ran away and then like kept spying on us as we kept hiking because it was like, what are you doing? Uh. And then we saw two massive um, uh, owls 
like in the middle of the day, which was like crazy. They were huge. And we watched those two things fly back and forth to different trees. And then we came across baby coyotes. Oh my God, were you scared? Oh, at first I was like, oh, look, baby coyotes. And I was like, well, if there's babies around, there's definitely a bigger coyote somewhere. Yeah. And these things were just running, like were there frolicking. Were other hikers? Were you guys no, we, out there? No, we were the only ones. We were like way up this mountain. There was like no shade. That would terrify me. Well, it was weird. I got like, I whatever the weather is there, this has never happened to me before, but I did that whole hike. And we talked, we spoke, you know, it was me, Lachlan, and his girlfriend, Jill. And we, we spoke while we were hiking, but nothing, not a lot of talking, where it was more about being out there and being quiet. Came down from the hike. Um, I had like a, a small conversation with Jill. They both went to take a nap. I didn't talk or speak to anybody for another four or five hours. I was kind of just doing stuff around the condo. And then I was by myself, so I wasn't talking. I went down, a buddy of mine from uh, high school was, was in town. So I went, I walked down to meet him about a half hour before the, the second night of shows. And I, I got to where he was, and I opened my mouth to say hi, and I couldn't speak. I was like, hi, hi. And it was like, I, I lost my voice. Somewhere some from, from the hike. No. Did you go back to find it? Was it by the mule deer? <laughs> Thank you, dad joke number one. Yeah, Jesus. So from the time, like, from the time that hike ended to then, I had something like the air was really dry. Like something affected my voice. And I literally had to do two nights of shows. Um, Sign language? Basically, man. It was awful. Like I wanted to you record those. Your act. I wanted to record those for, you know, to, to use and they be, it was useless. I couldn't, I was, it was hard to get through the set and it was like uncomfortable and it sounded bad. And, That's so and weird. I mean, Laka was like, uh, I'm really glad you did your time without complaining, you know? And I was like, well, that was fucking definitely shitty. It was like, not how I wanted it to without go. Without complaining? What do you mean? Well, he was like, because it was pain. I was like, I was just trying to, I was being quiet, trying to drink tea and just like, I wasn't bitching about it. I wasn't being annoying. I just went up and like had to explain to the audience what was going on. You know, it was just rough. It was the only time that I've never had to do that before. Don't and then, go hiking in the Chilean mountains. Well, I feel like because because a lot of people told me like, well, duly you're noted. not used to the air, and I was like, I'm used to some air. Like I don't, I'm not always in Los Angeles. And they're like, yeah, but the altitude and where we were, and it's it's in a really weird, dry. Like area, you know. Weird that'll I mean? make you lose your voice for two nights, though. Yeah, it was. It was. That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, tomorrow I'll be fine. And then I woke up the next day. I was like, uh, better, but not fine. And then again, didn't talk the whole day. Just tried to do vocal rest. But I'm hanging out with a friend, so I have to say something. I can't just like be quiet the whole time. You can just write notes, poems. I did. I wrote him poems. six poems. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, Brian, you were in better Wisconsin for a poem. while, huh? Uh, yeah, 12 days. Love my family, but you know the rule. Anything after 10 days. 10 days is a, that's like being somewhere four. for three well, years. Well, for me, for me, because of the, where we are, we're like, we're going, it's like a vacation. It's kind of part vacation destination because they live in the middle of the, three miles deep in the woods um. on a lake. Like, so it's not like just going home, home to like Racine or Milwaukee where it's just, you're just in a house, another house. Right. Yeah. You got you know, shit to do. You're, yeah. There's an experience that also attaches itself to it. So there's an extension there. But eventually everybody kind of wears thin on each other. Oh my there's God. a reason why we all move away mm-hmm. from each other. All of us independently all know that their distance is, is what, what makes uh, our relationship stronger. As you're learning now, John, with your wife, it's actually probably going to keep you guys together longer. So, because she goes to work during the day, anything. She's in Culver Any, City. We have a long distance relationship. She works in Culver City. 
any distance. If you yeah. guys sat home, oh my god, no, every day, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time, we'd go inside. Oh, on that each other. sounds awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't Jen, like you know with your dog. Sometimes you guys just don't get along. She's dead. Okay. Oh, so thanks, um, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, so anyway, so back to Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But it's been a while, right? When did she pass? Yeah, I gave her away before she died. Wait. What? What do you mean you gave her away? I gave her away like four years ago. Oh, okay. So John, so... And then she died be, two years ago. Okay. So to be clear, it's not as a sad, sad as a story then. Ah, she didn't die on my people. watch. See? Okay, you didn't so. kill her. <laughs> No, I had you it for twelve because years. You were just too, it was because you were just your lifestyle wasn't. I had it for twelve years, and then I was traveling a lot more, and it was just getting harder to keep finding someone. And my aunt wanted a dog, so I gave oh, it to my a aunt. Oh, a family. So it was fine. Yeah. Okay, so you had visitation rights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Got it. Fair yes. enough. Yes. Okay. And an older dog, obviously, that lived a good she life. She lived 14. a very good life. Fourteen, right? That'd be fourteen. You said you had yeah. twelve. Yeah, fourteen. She lived in New York. She lived in Los Angeles. She had a very good life. Yeah, but by day eleven, not to change the subject, but that's that's good to hear. Uh, uh, and well-traveled dog. Uh, but yeah, by she day only 11, swallowed I was two like, condoms. Okay, you know, huh? <laughs> she only swallowed two condoms. <laughs> Great puppy dog stories. Oh, someday, Jen, someday, Jen and I will be telling Jen's stories properly. Someday. I, 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 I put a lot of work into those. It will happen. But don't start, I just, don't. they just didn't think they were funny. I still have it in my closet. Oh, it, it's happening. It's happening. I made a lot of poster boards, trust me. Okay, it's happening. We're going to create something based on Jen's life. It will happen. We'll it will happen. We will see, John. I'll watch. But I, overall, the trip was great. Wisconsin's cool. We actually flew into Minneapolis. We never... Oh, what we is that, a three-hour drive? Milwaukee. Yeah. Two and a half? Uh, f- well, it's four total from where, where we had to get. So we, we minneapolis it instead. I, I got it. It's so funny. The one thing I will say, and this is just... This is standard. The difference between big city service... And smaller town service is, so we rented a uh, shuttle service from the Minneapolis airport to Eau Claire, and then my family picked me up from Eau Claire. Okay. And the people that run the shuttles are like, how's everybody doing today? So um, just make sure that, you know, that I, I hope the AC is good enough for you guys. It's about an hour and a half drive from where we're going. You guys having a good day? Well, how many bags you got? That's totally fine. Like, all this thing, and like the whole time I'm like, if I was at LAX right now, They'd be like, "How many bags do you have?" All right, get in the car, van. Let me see your, let me see your pad. Let me. It's like it's like such a different Kurt. Like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. I don't have time for this shit. Please, you're not gonna do a lot of talking, are you? You're not gonna ask me questions because I don't. We're not doing this. This guy yeah, was because like, I'm not a, a so social worker. I'm a van like, driver. Like he was just like so like he was human. And well, I that's a like, personality thing, and it's a it's a location thing, you know. It he was human. My me. point is, it's like it's so sad. Sometimes you're like, oh my god. We're in human land where like people are still being human. Sometimes yeah. it takes me like a day to acclimate to places, and I feel the same as you. Because like, <laughs> the first time I go out somewhere like to get coffee, I'm I'm like so angry, like the fuck is taking so long? <laughs> and then I realize like, oh my god, I'm such a bitch. Like these people are just nice. Well, they're just they're all so slow. They're slow and they're yeah, nice. Yeah, but we expect. I get pissed off at my Seven Eleven if it doesn't go in thirty seconds. Like, <laughs> right. You're like Homer Simpson. You start to get into that mindset where you're like, I should not have to wait in line oh for God. any amount of time. Well, that, that's what the internet has done to us. It's like, what am I waiting for? Why am I waiting? No waiting. Give, I, give me, me, now, now. By the way, my favorite is when people come back from, because we're so close to it, when they come back from Hawaii, and they're like, man, it's all good. Dude. Yeah, that lasts five it's minutes. All, <laughs> <laughs> they're just totally it's all good. What the fuck? Where's my lift? <laughs> Where's my lift? <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, totally. Always. I just laid back Hawaiian time, bro. That's beach lifestyle, bro. Five minutes it later, I'll burn this long. fucking city to the ground. <laughs> oh, that's so my favorite. Funny. Or people that like come back to the Bahamas with their corn rolls that oh, they got well, on the beach. And that's like, fucking. And yeah. all they're like, they're like puka necklaces shell necklaces, and, and they're like, I'm out of the spines hanging out, bro. And then three days later, they're just angry with corn rolls in their hair, and you're like, Yeah, you should probably give me a brush. Hey, hey, Bo Derek, why don't we go ahead and just get all that stuff out of there and you know move on with our lives? Sorry, did I make a reference that went just no? I know, I know Bo Derek. Yeah, no, so from ten. I think that's where she had that hair. Yeah, yeah. coming yeah. out of the the beach. Yep. famous poster. And she sort of redid that in Tommy Boy, and he went. Oh my God, Dad! She's a ten. Is that for me too? No, son, that's for me. Um, can I open my eyes? I told you, quit covering your damn eyes. Uh, my question for you, Brian: Are the Monaquabats still there? They are, and we saw the Monaquabats show. God damn, that is like a water ski stunt show. So okay, oh. on Lake Monaqua. And and so they, I didn't realize this in listening to it. So the Monaquabats uh, historically started. I, I can't remember. I think it was in the uh, late 1950s or early 1960s. I was going to say you've been around longer than 50 years. The whole, you know, when people stand on their shoulders and do the triangle thing. Mm-hmm. That was that was created there. I had no idea that that's where it started. I didn't and then think I knew that either. Expanded. Well, I mean, I guess you know, in the end, you're like, well, yeah, I guess it's got to start somewhere. Like somebody's got to start doing this shit, yeah. right? But the whole show, like the first half of the show. Because they, I mean, they, and, and what I love about these things, like those boats, those water ski boats are like no joke. Those things got like a massive engine on us. They haul. Things are like yeah. race cars, right? Yeah. And so they're pulling all these people around doing all these tricks. And of course, out of fucking nowhere, family of ducks, do-do-do, swimming through. <laughs> the whole place is packed with families and children. And yeah. the guy's like, you know, got the microphone hosting the thing. He's like, don't worry, everybody. We will not run over the ducks. And everyone's like, okay, cool. And then everybody just sits there and stares Please at the ducks. Please don't tell me they hit the Like the ducks. whole first half of the show, everyone was like, what's up with the fucking ducks? Can they not figure out that they should not be going this way? Because they're basically the ducks are like, listen, and just like when they cross streets, they're like, we need to get from A to B. And, and we're, we're going to A to B. Not really interested in your barricades or we're obstacles. We're going we're going. And for some reason... Those motherfuckers survived a lot of fucking boats and skis going around. And they do, they do avoid them. But like at some point, you're like, they are animals too. Like, are they going to yeah. make the wrong decision? And you're just going to see ducklings like flying. Oh, I thought up you were going to tell me they got hit. <laughs> oh. They didn't. But I will tell you, I was so entertained by watching little duck legs spin like cartoons when they want to move fast around the water. You ever see? Have you ever seen an animal, like a, a water animal, like when they yeah. run, they actually know how to like, they yeah. have this weird like. Like motion of a spin, like Fred Flintstone <laughs> yeah. trying to take off from a. Have from you ever been running. chased by a duck? Because it just happened to me for the first time. Uh, no, I whoa, you got alone. chased it by a so duck. It was so scary. Why are you chasing duck? Why is duck? Cha- what did you say to it? Where were you? I love ducks, and so whenever I see them, I always go and get as close as I can. Okay, well, there's oh, your first well, mistake. That, this is how you get mauled by well, ducks. I was in, <laughs> I was in Washington, Everett, Washington, and I was going to perform, and then I saw ducks because it was on a lake. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go see the duck. And I walked up, and there was two really big ones, and then they had babies. Were they geese or were they ducks? I hope Jen knows the difference. Because the way you're, you're saying really big, are you saying from the ground up to where you're... Like this high. From your knee or we t- from the actual... From wait. the ground. Wait, there that's was a, not a duck. There was a duck that tall? That was not a that's duck. Is it a geese? Yeah. That's a goose. Yeah, is it a long neck? Yeah. yeah that's, that's a goose. So you don't know the difference. I don't. But you love ducks, you say. <laughs> Yeah, geese are mean as shit. <laughs> I didn't know the difference. Oh, yeah, no. Geese I've only are... lived in New York City and Los Angeles. Okay, I don't know that much about I nature. I love that's, dogs. Jen, that's, 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 that's a that's a rat. <laughs> that's I a love cat, skunks. Jen. 
Um, it was a goose then. Yeah, and geese are mean. They're and known to be mean. I got too close, and it started. It just went and started chasing right for me, and I was yeah. like. <laughs> It'll bite you. It'll bite. Yeah, you. no, geese bite. Yeah, they're ducks. Ducks are not you know, as aggressive, but you know oh, ducks will just walk away from you at first, or fly away, or run yeah, away. Yeah, or spin their little silly legs. Yeah. Oh gosh, I guess I didn't even know that I didn't. Well, so it turns out you don't love ducks. I still you love, love ducks. You love waterfowl. I didn't know that. Yes, you love I love all animals. Well, oh, okay, now you're just trying to get out of the. I love animals. My favorite book is 1984. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can you cut this part out of the podcast? <laughs> uh, no. Are we recording? Are we yeah, recording? Just, that's a swan. Shut up. There's a difference between swans, geese, swans and are ducks. White. I know swans and I know flamingos. Yeah, these crazy pink ducks with long necks and long <laughs> legs. Flamingos are becoming as a as a uh, a decorative thing is becoming like quite the all the rage all of a sudden. Have you noticed? Oh, that's been of, that's that's been a no, thing. but it's like starting to be marketed. Like how, like everywhere I go, like the stores are selling a lot of flamingo shit. This you year. know the, it's been the, the summer of flamingos. There used to be a thing in like the Midwest where for to celebrate somebody, you would hire this company that would come and just plow their front yard with. I was just going to say, I just saw like something fake flamingos. where there was a wedding and they hired, yeah. Fl- yeah. Fl- I think they hired flamingos. They hired flamingos? Not yeah. Real flamingos or like, like you know, things that stick in the ground. Stink, by the way. Yeah. You, first no, of all, birds stink. Birds are filthy animals. Like, no. They're not. Whoa. No. Whoa. Yeah. Not in front of this duck lover. Not in front <laughs> of the duck lover. <laughs> Don't get her. The, the, this the, duck. The turducken lover over this here. This duck had a tail. Uh, <laughs> it was about. You're describing a wolf. <laughs> That's a platypus, Jen. That's not even <laughs> a weird duck with a long. <laughs> you know what, guys? Uh, I don't like your attitude right da- now. Daffy is a duck. Where's Eddie? Donald is a duck. Where's Eddie? Gary is a goose. I'm just kidding. I'll <laughs> get Gary the goose. Uh, where's Eddie? Jen, was one of your favorite movies Howard the Duck? No. Howard the Goose. I've never actually seen that movie. No, it was not. I haven't seen it since I was in eighth, uh, seventh grade, and it was really bad when I saw it in seventh it? grade. Nicole says it's a, it's funny. Um, and maybe it is now. I don't know. I, I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, look, was that Spielberg? Uh, it was. I think yeah. it was one of his duds. Guy's got to be entitled to some mistakes, man. Guy directed Jaws when he was twenty fucking seven years he old. Watched Jaws three D because that's what I my saw. Your son oh. wanted to watch. Dude, his. I love that movie. I well, love that let's movie. Let's be honest. Oh, dude. If, first of all, can Have I? Have you be- seen it? I've seen Jaws, not three D. The third one is in three D. Well, I don't think you can watch it in 3D now. I mean, because it's on like Netflix or Amazon Prime is, or whatever. So I don't think you can put. Is glass your face on really amazed it, right now because it's so good, or is it bad? Oh, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, if that makes any sense, it makes total sense. When I first saw that, first of all, I had seen Jaws one and two when I was too young to watch movies like that, and then they terrified me. Yeah, the third one came out, and whether you catch it or not, it is connected to the first two. The kids, the brothers in that movie, Dennis Quaid and the other guy, are supposed to be the Brody kids. They do one, there's one scene, it's two minutes long, he says, when I was a kid, da-da-da, something crazy happened, I don't like the water. Okay, why are you working at a park that's around the water? Like, it's a (laughs) water park with this big, basically, aquarium-type section. Louis Gossett Jr. is in Jaws 3. So when I saw it, I saw it on TV the first time I saw it. And I was like, oh, man, I bet this movie would be awesome in 3D because it looks like shit on TV. Then about 2002, they had, or maybe 2001, but uh, the cinematographer for Jaws 3, they were showing Jaws 3 at the Newark in Santa Monica in 3D. And the cinematographer is going to be there to answer questions after the movie. So me and Tim, my buddy Tim, we went. 
And I go, well, this is going to, I've, I've wanted to see this movie in 3D for so long because I've only, only seen it on TV and the effects are lost. It's like old school 3D. So it just looks like, like the thing you posted was a cardboard shark coming at and then the screen, cra- <laughs> you're like, this, it looks like garbage, like a child made it. And then we watched the movie in 3D and I remember halfway through, I leave and go, oh, it's just as shitty in 3D. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, like the effects, because the 3D was so old and not, it, it was still the 3D from the 50s. It was still the 3D from like, wacky Martians from outer space are attacking the US. Like, it was still that 3D. Not the 3D we have now, where it's like the camera actually records. It's like, it was like the two cameras trying to do two different things. And and while I'm sure it's super complicated to film like that, we left before that guy answered any questions because my only question was, why did you do this movie? And then, wow, I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> it was, but it was... But again, one of my favorite bad movies of all time. Like that should be riff tracks. That should be on Mystery Science Theater, like Jaws three, and and they and it's the same. Spoiler alert! It's basically the same ending. Like the guy gets swallowed holding a bomb instead of the oxygen tank in the first one, and then it's almost a smile, you son of a bitch, which is becoming a wink and a nod to Jaws in every shark movie. I don't know if you guys, I just recently rewatched Sharknado, which is a beautiful disaster. Uh, and then there's a movie coming out with Jason Statham called The Meg. The Meg, yeah. My and kids want to come. Dude, I cannot wait to see that movie. Because like I, I, with the new Piranha movies, like they have the CG to make everything look realistic, but the idea of the movie is so dumb. Let's yeah. do a movie party and you go together. Can't help but laugh at it. Um, I would love. I, I would go see the Meg. I would go like I'll, I'll see that in the theater. I just saw Skyscraper in the theater, uh, that new rock movie. Uh, and Di- Die Hard and Towering Inferno without the, without the humor. And so I, I know the director of that movie. Oh yeah, he, did you love he it? Directed a wrote and directed Dodgeball. That's and, and he also did two very uh, different movies. Well, then he did the uh, the Jennifer Aniston one where they were in the RV and they had to go get drugs. Oh, meet the uh, where the Millers. Where the Millers? That's him. That yeah. movie is Austin Thurber. Yeah, very funny. I think where the Millers is one is a very underrated comedy. Personally, I think it's one of the better comedies that's come out in the last five or six years. But um, he's making a sequel to that. Good, great. I love it because they go at the end. They end up in uh, spoiler uh, witness relocation. I've been holding it for a while, but I really have to pee. Oh, okay, go pee. Uh, just know that the toilet seat isn't dirty. It's just old. All right. We'll pause for a sec for Jen. Jen's back from pee-pee break. And no one noticed. I so, have to go pee-pee. So I don't care. I've said, I've said this before, but, you know, my old boss, a.k.a. my first boss in Hollywood, Joe Alves, who was the production designer on Close Encounters and Jaws, yeah. he directed Jaws 3. Ah, that's right. I've talked to him about yeah. it. He laughs. He knows. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the thing is, like, and look, it only gets worse from there by Jaws Four. It's like Super oh, Four. Oh, dude, like, Jaws, just, like, Jaws just, Well, I'd say they I'd made say a four. Dude, yeah, th- Wait, I would say one? Jaws. Jaws? Yeah. I would say Jaws Four is worse than Superman Four because at least with Superman Four, you're like, okay, superheroes, we're doing this, and that's a thing, and okay, fine. But Jaws Four this time it's personal. Michael Caine, the the wife. That's like what, that's, that's the tagline. That's the tag on the movie because they they the movie takes place in the Bahamas. And they think that the shark, the shark in the beginning kills the youngest Brody kid who became the chief of police for the, a, a town off... You next know, to water. Next to water. He <laughs> dies in the beginning. And then they cut to the oldest son who is now not Dennis Quaid anymore, but a new son who is now uh, doing research 
off the coast of the Bahamas. Water. Water. Uh, with Mario Van Peebles, who talks in a terrible Jamaican Peebles. accent. Uh, and then Michael Caine plays, uh, you know, Mrs. Brody's I sort love of love Michael interest. Caine. Me too. And the funniest article or interview with Michael Caine I've ever seen, he says, sometimes you do movies because the script speaks to you. And he names a couple of really great movies that he did. He goes, and sometimes you do Jaws 4 because you want to put an addition onto your house. And it's like, that makes sense. Like, we'll give you this much money. He's like, oh, with that much money, I could have this construction done and not ha- all I have to do is work four days? Okay, Were yeah. the first ones to use that tag? This time, this time it's, it's personal. personal. Um, I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure, but they were trying to insinuate that this was a line of family of sharks <laughs> that had been hunting the Brody clan since the first movie came you out see, in the 70s. Just by you saying that, that's the thing with pitch meetings, that sometimes you go, so that came up. Someone had to go, so is it the same shark? No, the shark's been killed in every movie, so it has to be a son. A son? It has to be a baby of the fan, like because because the idea when I, when I was a kid, I literally thought, okay, well, the first movie is about the dad shark, right, and then the second one is probably the wife shark, who's like, hey, you killed my husband, what the fuck, out for revenge. And the third one is like, like the baby shark, that's like, hey, guys, and then maybe the baby shark had a shark before it died, and then that shark is now part of four. You have cousins, right, a cousin, right? That's it's like Coy and Vance in the Dukes of Hazard. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't remade I'm jurors. Jaws. Uh, well, because well, they do in different. Here's here's the beauty of that is that they don't have to. It doesn't have to be remade. Like now, I'm not saying Hollywood's not dumb enough to try to remake Jaws. Well, that's what I mean, because they're remaking like Footloose. Like no, they but they right. did that one with the girl that was surfing uh, and got caught on that rock, and the, t- the shark was atta- was was stalking her. I forget what it was. Came now deep, with uh, all deep, the deep technology, blue. the shallows, the shallows, and then there was which the, actually wasn't that bad. There's a movie called uh, Deep. Deep Blue with um, deep yeah deep uh, icy or whatever uh, uh, no yeah. with uh, uh, LL Cool J and uh, what's in come? your wallet? Um, what's in what's your in wallet? Oh my god! Yeah, that's oh my god! What's his name? He gets killed and he makes the big speech and the shark comes up and eats him. That's the whole oh joke. Sam Jackson. Sam yeah, Jackson. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the, but but Jaws has what he's spawned doing now? Jaws has spawned so many. Um, uh, kind of imitators. So to remake Jaws is under, like the Meg is basically Jaws with a shark. Now they're unleashing sharks from the prehistoric age from the bottom of the ocean, which has been going on on the Sci-Fi Channel. Like I feel like I was one of the few people who rushed home to actually watch the original Sharknado. I've watched every bad shark movie that's been made. I feel like I have seen, and I make it a point to see, and I enjoy yeah. because they all, all of them. There's always a wink and a nod to Jaws. Like when they're talking in Sharknado, they say some things and she says, we're going to need a bigger something. The Riff Tracks guys that are making fun of the movie, like, we get it. There's a better shark movie out there. We're just watching this one. You know it was a good movie? Anaconda. Right, but without but Jaws, Anaconda you don't get Anaconda. Jaws. It's yeah, like, it's Jaws. It is. It's the, just a sea snake. Those, those, those pitch meetings are like, did you ever see Jaws? Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, it was awesome. We're going to do the same thing with a snake. Oh, giant snake. Yeah. Okay. And J-Lo. I'm, I'm in. And, and Ice Cube. And, ice, yeah. A lot of characters yeah. in there. Yeah. Anaconda was fine. And they made four more Anacondas. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't see those. Well, okay. You J-Lo get, wasn't in those. Yo, so, yeah, you're right. So you were like out. <laughs> No J Lo, no Jen. <laughs> She's Jen. Jen, well, Jen is J Lo. She's J Mu. She's J Mu. Yes, I am. J Mu. That's probably J Mu. That's probably J-Mu who they there. thought I was you're in J-Mu. Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, they probably thought I was either J Lo or like no, you're J-Mu. Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. I totally yeah. see that. They like, thought you were Angela. We're similar. Lansbury. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> 
<laughs> Murder, Aww. she wrote. They're just getting TV Why over there. That not, it's, it's, you know that now that we've this. So this was going to show up in the Twitter feed. Murder, she wrote, just got opted to be remade. Sure. Yeah. Because you said. Mila Kunis in the Angela Lansbury about. role. That's what I mean. They're, they're remaking a lot of old stuff instead of using no, original they, script. Remember, they remember when we started this episode, though, you said that when this episode, we're going to check. Oh. Not the episode, but our live time. Oh. Yeah. What, yes. what shows up in your feed. So in our next podcast, I'm holding you to accountable to let me know without lying, because we're going we're gonna, to, I'm, gonna, we're I'm not going to timestamp it here. But we'll timestamp it on the next one, so we know what the I'll day take a time picture, is and then it'll be timestamped. Yeah. Well, no, we know screen what the grabs. day and time I'll of screenshot. today is, so we can we will find out how this. I all bet works. there's more ep, uh, more advertisements for the Meg than we would normally get. I'm not saying we wouldn't. Yeah, it's also get coming some. out very yeah, quickly, no, so that's. I, yeah. I don't think that was. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I have to rule that one out because naturally the advertisement's going to pick up because the movies uh, do. So that one you have to let go of. I'm gonna open my Instagram right now and let well, you know. Well, no, now see, now you're calling up the phone, so you're saying you wanna you wanna let it go a little bit. You've tweeted something about everything we've talked about, so that it was. <laughs> that's what you I put. haven't tweeted anything. I haven't. But, but my point is, like, I think what I like is that you can make all the ripoff movies you want, but you don't need to like write an original script, write something different, even if it's about a shark, make it different somehow. Like Sharknado is hilariously different because it's about a storm that sucks sharks out of the water and blows them into a city where they wouldn't normally be. Okay, here you go. My first one is a ad for a juice drink. What? Oh, There's an oh, ad on my Instagram. Oh, because we were talking about the shake earlier? See? No, I don't see. That's no. He, he's, no. he thinks he's chalking They're up a coincidence. every day. That one's no. No, you're going to have to. That's you're going to be I'm more with specific. You. I'm that's, definitely that's with you. That's too generic. All right. I'm not going to do it now because I don't want to wait. I don't want to take no, time. No, you also came off like my 12-year-old son. All of a sudden, we're having a conversation and I start hearing the phone. Are you on your phone right now? No. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, sure you're not. Yeah. Okay, but what I'll, I'm getting I'll at. save it for later. What I'm getting at with my point is that I don't, I, I hate when they remake stuff and they're like, like. Inst- inst- if they instead of remaking Die Hard, they wrote a movie called Skyscraper and they put The Rock in it, and it's unrelated to Die Hard. Yes, it's in a tall building. Yeah. Yes, there are stunts. Yes, it's visually stunning. Yes, there's some mild humor in it, but it's not the same movie. It's yeah. not a. It might be a derivative of that movie, but they're not trying to remake that. They're not trying to give you that same plot line, and that's what I appreciate more. I, I don't really like when. They re- like you could have made a movie about dancing and not called it Footloose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. and it could have had similar plots and s- sarcastic and cynical people could go, "What is this fucking Footloose without the Kevin Bacon?" Yeah, maybe, but it's a different movie. It's not supposed to be in the same vein as Footloose. It's its own thing. And without without that, like, look, you you're as a artist, as anybody who creates anything, you pull inspiration from other things that have already been created. If you're not doing that, I don't understand how you're even functioning. But like, as a comic, you hear uh, a comic voice or you hear uh, a comic style or you, that, that you absorb a little bit of that, whether it's you know, s- subconsciously or not. But like, you don't try to be Joan Rivers, but you might think, oh, she did that and that's, I, like wh- I like that. So it influences you to do your own thing. Yeah. So people could go, well, you're a female cat. You're just Joan Rivers. No, you're Jen Murphy because you do Jen Murphy. So shit. are you comparing Jen Joan Rivers? I mean, sure. Are you like a Joan Rivers? Type? Yeah. Are you using your breast to hold up your microphone? <laughs> no. Yes, you are. You're using your breast as a microphone holder. 
I was fixing my hair. You know, that gives John a complex because he never was he never had the breasts that he wanted. I can do John, it. John, are you using your chest hair to hold up your I'm, microphone? I'm titty fucking myself with a microphone. <laughs> um but 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 I appreciate that more. I, I get it. They're always gonna be like, well, this movie's just a rip-off of that movie. That's fine, but at least it's not called Jaws. And and the fact that it's such an insult to all the writers out there writing good scripts. That I and that's that's what I that's what I agree with. I agree that like I I always say this like I feel like there's a there's a there's some executives that send out uh, a runner every day to go set fire to a warehouse full of original ideas and then they're like all right now bring me some shit that's already done. And it's just laziness. Done. It's totally. They don't want to take a chance on something new that might not work. Nobody so wants go to take back a to chance what was on, already popular. They don't want to take a chance on anything until somebody else takes a chance on it and then they all want to take a chance on it. So when you see a movie about a volcano, wow, we've never seen a movie about a volcano. Now there's seven movies about volcanoes. It's like, oh, okay. I passed by the other day. I don't know when this happened because I don't go a lot, but the the cool the independent theater right at uh, Sunset and Crescent Heights is an AMC now. Yeah, and we. And I was like, oh. Can I tell you this? We got bummer. we got um we got movie pass. Me and Nicole, we got movie pass, which yeah. is you pay nine ninety five a month. This is genius, Jen. Listen, you pay nine ninety five a month. It. I know. Yeah. Oh, you do. I didn't know about it. And then you can go see at AMC theaters. You can mm-hmm. go see. Uh, as many movies as you want yeah. within that month. So if you see one movie, that pass pays for itself. So we were going to go see quickly. the Mister Rogers movie, and oh, we, we is had it been, out? yeah, is it good? I've heard it was beautiful. Everybody's what, saying you it's haven't good. Seen it? I haven't seen it because oh, we we went to go see it, and uh, I have a friend. I go, you should get this movie pass. He goes, can you go to the ArcLight? I only go to the ArcLight, and I go, no, it's AMC. He goes, AMC? What are you a pauper? Oh, is and it I, only AMC? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's only certain theaters that accept this. Okay. So. So right there, I was like, I laughed at him. I was like, well, I've been to an AMC theater. They're okay. And then we look online, and that AMC has become, they, they're calling it a dine-in movie oh, theater. Do it, yeah. So Nicole has been to a dine-in theater in Culver City where you sit down. It's these huge reclining chairs. Yeah, they, they wait on you. They come out. They bring you beers. They bring you food. And you enjoy the movie as you're eating, and you're in this beautiful big chair. So we assume they're using that same terminology in their title. That's what that theater is now. And I go, oh, that's crazy. It used to be an independent the Lumley or whatever. And so we go to the theater and I see Deborah uh, Edding, Henry Phillips's uh, lady friend in Lady Pal uh, in the in line. And right. So I assume I see Deborah, I assume Henry's there. But uh, she's like, oh that's weird seeing you guys at this theater. I'm like, oh we just got movie pass, you know, and and but then we look and and we're inside, it's just you still wait in line for your food like you're getting popcorn. You just get more expensive and a little bit nicer food and they're like here take this buzzing thing and it, when it buzzes you come out and get your food and then we ordered a bottle of wine because you could get a bottle of wine and that comes in a giant bucket with ice so we're walking through the into the theater <laughs> with all this garbage and we sit down and you know we're looking i'm kind of looking around to see if i can see henry and i don't see henry or, or deborah so me and nicole are talking and i start to hear like over the speaker i hear like what sounds like a trailer for a movie but the lights in the theater are still kind of up and there's nothing on the screen. And I was like, I kind of jokingly, it was like, well, that, I mean, it would be better. Uh, the tension would be building better if we knew what the fuck we were looking at right now. We, I don't know what this, like what they're even having a trailer for. But I say like, how funny would that be if the movie is canceled and Tim's right, AMC theaters blow and we're like, we're being, you know, laughed at. 20 minutes go by. Dude finally comes in. Sorry, bulb is out on the projector. We don't have any more bulbs. 
Uh, the movie's canceled for the rest of the day. I thought you were going to say that you were in a holding area, like you guys. Oh, we weren't even in the right like spot. You, you no, we were in the theater. I'm looking oh, okay. at the screen. Did we're they in refund the, you anything? We're in seats. I mean, I know you use Movie Pass, but like, yeah, they gave, still... they did. But the whole point was now we have a plate of nachos, another thing, <laughs> and a bottle of wine, and they just canceled the movie. That was did you just to... hang out in the theater? And we sat your there wine? for two and a half hours. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Where it am I going to go with a plate of nachos and a bottle of wine? Did you that long to drink a bottle of wine? No, we were just taking our time and chatting, but we were in there the longer than the duration of the movie That's and funny. it was just us just you two it was us two and then two people way in the back and i text they henry told you, you could stay they they didn't kick us out they didn't tell no. us to stay they didn't and when we walked out i was like hey we were in that mr rogers movie like oh there's still people in there i'm like yeah can we get a refund and they gave us coupons to use again oh good um, there's still people in there but like the funniest thing was i text henry i go hey don't leave we have a plate of nachos and a bottle of wine if you guys want five hours later he texts me back um that that sounds delicious, but yeah, I'm sorry. I have to edit all day. And I'm like, oh, he wasn't even at the theater. He has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and sure enough, I, I hit her up and she was like, yeah, no, I was with a girlfriend. Henry wasn't there. So he I didn't, was cheating on Henry. He didn't and, know uh, what so. your text message meant. And I was like, yeah, he probably thinks I'm a lunatic. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to have nachos and wine, which also, <laughs> what a weird, gross yeah, combo of like, combo how horrible choice. A bottle of rose. Nachos and, in a movie would be so loud. Well, the whole thing was loud. Like, on the chips. bucket, the ice, the nachos, and then like the thing they gave Nicole to hold on to was like, zzz, zzz, None of it was quiet. It was all going to be a distraction if the movie had been going on. But like, it was that was our first foray into it. And then I used Movie Pass to see Skyscraper the other day, and that got a little frustrating with the app and doing the thing. And it's not. It's it's just a little bit on the annoying side. But you do save money if you go to the movies. I'm trying to see more movies now because I have it. Yeah, my sister got it. She goes like three times a month, sees everything. Yeah, and and that's it. If you if you go more again, if you go once a month. Yeah, it pays because yeah, movies, movies are, are like, like fifteen bucks, right? Exactly. So you're seeing one for nine ninety five a month, or you're seeing three, four, five, six, seven, however many you want to see a month. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'd recommend it because I think it's going to go away soon because it's a really dumb business model. Yeah, they're already starting to change it. If you're already grandfathered in, you're fine. But I just read they are going because they are like kind of losing money a little bit. So they're I mean, start they to change to where be. you can only see two a month or something. They're yeah. putting some restrictions. Yeah, it's it's going to have to be that way because it, it doesn't. Like, again, it's like a... I think they're hoping it's one of those things where everybody buys it and then never uses it, like a gym membership maybe or something. Yeah. But I guess too many people are, are using, using it. it. Well, because yeah. of, because of the, the, what keeps me from going to see more movies in a theater are is the money. It, that's that's yeah, literally it's it. It's way more fun to see it in, in theaters. But yeah, some you have movies. to justify. Some, some movies. I agree. Some like, movies. Oh, it'll be on cable soon. I'll right. just wait. But I want to see the Meg on a big screen. I want to see a bi- action movies, a big fucking adventure movies. I want to see those yeah. on big screens. Well, if you guys want to go to Tanner's birthday party, it comes out on his birthday, and he wants that's what he wants to do for his birthday. Oh, so I thought you said go, his you birthday party a, was going to uh, be Yeah, let's all see it together. You said you wanted to have a Meg jam. I'll go. So we'll, we'll make it into his uh, into his birthday party. But the problem is now, because of like what we do for work and stuff, you have some... like I like to see movies on like a Wednesday afternoon. Like yeah. I went to see, I oh, went to see so Skyscraper fun. on Tuesday at like 4 I o'clock in I love going by myself to the movie theaters. Oh, I love it. Yeah. In the afternoon. Yeah, the 1 o'clock showers on is so fun. Yeah. Nothing better. I remember I actually saw Brian at a... Uh, was it was a superhero movie. One of the Iron Mans, I think. 
Oh, that was the one where someone brought the he, kid. Yeah, I, I was. Me and my brother show up, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, man!" And you're like, "Hey, dude! I just this is a one chance I get. I'm gonna get out of the house. I had no kids today. I'm gonna see this movie." I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're seeing the same movie. Awesome!" And then somebody brought a child, and that child cried and shit. And in the bathroom at the end, Brian was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I come all those way, fucking drove to Hollywood and seen this movie. You fucking bring a guy." Ah, he was like, and they left. They still stayed in there when the kid was crying. Yeah, it was really God, unsettling. That's so rude. But they now do special screenings just for people with kids. But they cannot tell you you can't bring right. kids in there. It's against the yeah. law. Why? Like, you shouldn't be able to. You can't. You can't. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a babyism. Form of discrimination. It's babyism. So you can't, it's not babyism, but it's just a form <laughs> of discrimination in some way, shape, or form. So they can't, they can't do it. So in the end, I'm the collateral damage, or you're the collateral damage. If damage, you go to a Broadway show, are you allowed just, to bring your baby? That may be different. So, how what's the difference? Oh, no one has an answer. Because I doubt you're allowed to bring a kid and sit him on your lap. But well, I that. think live theater has got to be different than movies. I, there's just, but my point you know is, why the di- the difference is it affects the performers. A crying baby could affect the performers in a in a Broadway play. So they don't care about us that paid tickets. Well, no, no but I mean, you're not. You the movie's going to be the same no matter what happens because That's it's already saying, recorded. But what about our enjoyment? They will just give you. Yeah, you can. Com- yeah, you can complain and get your money back. There's a crying kid in there. I want my cash back. But also, like. You know, look, I, I'm not going to... I get it. People got to get out. They got kids. They can't be stuck at home. I mean, I, I yeah, understand. but they can pick other activities. They can pick I other activities, just, and there you, are... At, but it, yeah, and you knew me at that point in my life. That's an exhausting time when your kids are young like that, and any break that you can get, is, yeah. you're a little fragile emotionally, yeah. too. So when things don't go your way, like back then, like I snapped a lot quicker, too. Like I just had zero... But, but also, yeah. that's just also the evolution of our humanness. Is as, as we get older, we might gain more patience and we might understand, have a little more understanding for other people's predicaments. Like, whereas you're a kid or you're younger, not a kid, but like you're younger and you're like, where the fuck's my soda? You know, you're like, hey, man, this guy's got 90 tables. He's he's working on it, dude. Yeah. Like, so, so I'm proud of myself and simultaneously pissed off myself, like uh, for this, talking about like not snapping and, and like kind of just accepting things. Cause, you know, once you have kids, you kind of like, you cut slack. So you know there's this whole, there, everybody always complains about like airplanes too with th- yeah. kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. So on our way back, I'm traveling with the boys. They're sitting next to me. They're at an age now where they're, they're not disruptive at all. And I'm sitting there and my seat's getting kicked and kicked and kicked. And I'm like, eh, it's a kid. Eventually the parent will tell them to knock it off. And it kept, you know, kicking. And I was like, I'm going to let it go. I don't want to be that guy. Flight's done. I get up. It's a fucking adult. There was no kid in that seat ever. I literally thought, like, because it was the, like, some, like, it was a, it was a very short adult. It was a young girl. It was a young girl who was shorter uh, of Asian persuasion. So sometimes they're a little bit shorter. And she was just kicking the fucking seat. Uh, First of all, I would all, you, I can't believe you didn't at least look back once to be like, oh, it gets better. I'm going to give you the stink eye. So, you know, when, when a plane lands and everybody's like, Seatbelts off. Fucking stand up immediately. Try to get ahead of everybody. In the, yeah, the, and you're like, like, hey, man, there, there's down. an order I to this. I hate when those people jump up and run. They open up the overhead. Shit falls out, hits me in the head. It wasn't until I looked up at them. He goes, oh, sorry about that. They knew it hit me. He knew he had hit me in the head with something. He said fucking nothing. Do you know that's how Billy I, Mays died, right? Huh? That's how Billy Mays died. 
No, no, it was a magazine. I mean, they had. Oh. My point is, <laughs> that was the suitcase. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But my, my point is, though. <laughs> yeah, have some decency and go, dude. Sorry about that, man. He wait. He literally was like, I hope he didn't notice that he got. How am I not going to notice that the magazine hit me in the head? And granted, <laughs> it didn't hurt me. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's not about that. It's about common about sense and common decency. I thought his heart exploded from cocaine. Well, he he had he had a drug problem from what I read, but also he was not he was hit in the head by a piece of luggage that would moved around during a flight. Somebody opened a thing, it came down, and hit him in the head, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I think I'm okay." And then he got home, and it was I think the kind of a, a combination of a concussion, and he went to sleep. And I don't think he woke up. That's an odd story. Yeah, I didn't but know that I always th- I literally had thought they were like, oh, he was a huge cocaine. He was. That's I've heard that multiple times from people who claim to have known him or met him or seen him do cocaine. So that's but what, that's not what killed him. It, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. You know, I'm, whenever there's a lot of drug use involved, the drugs don't necessarily cause the death, but I think they affect your immune system. And like, I don't, yeah. th- I don't think Richard Pryor gets uh, MS. If he doesn't isn't a free base addict for 25, 30 years, do you know what I mean? Like that, it wears your body down, so your body can't adapt or fight off things that it needs to fight you off. Know, it's funny that you would bring that up. I think this is a well, we should probably wrap up yeah. here pretty soon. But so one of the things that I, I just recently did because I had when I had free time was watch the Robin Williams documentary. Oh, it was, it was okay. It oh, really? I'm gonna it wasn't watch as good that as the Gary Shandling one. Yeah, no, but it, it was so it was. It was good, but it's funny that you'd bring that up because, you know, obviously he had these conditions towards the end that bordered, like, I don't want to say on dementia, but like something that had to do with the brain, right? Like that was yep. at the end. And the same thing with Mitzi Shore. And we, if, if all of us in, in this house know that all three of those people had something in common, which was they all partied really Heavy drug hard abuse. Yeah. in the 70s around the comedy store. And again... I'm not pinpointing, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but they all suffered some, like what you're talking about, something that affected them neurologically. Yeah. And you have to wonder, like, did that, did any of that, and they all have been very open about the fact, I believe in Mitzi Shore, has been open about the fact that they all partied hard. I I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? You don't even need to be open about it. It's in every single book you read about that era. It's like, they didn't know cocaine was bad for you yet. Well, not just cocaine, though. I mean, I think they were doing some other stuff, too, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, but... They didn't know it was bad for you? Well, it wasn't until Belushi died that people were like, oh, shit, cocaine can kill you. Oh, shit. Like, Robert, that was what, you know... And by the way, I forgot that that Rob Williams was with him that night. He was we there at the Chateau that, yeah. Marmont. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I saw that documentary. Yeah, no, I knew that, and he's cited... There's several articles where he says that is the single incident he can pinpoint to go, oh, shit, I should get sober. And he still fought, you know, and then I think the alcoholism comes with... I can't have cocaine. I can't have cocaine, but but I can have a couple drinks and take the edge off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you replace one addiction for another. It's the same as someone who quits everything and then becomes super religious. It's it's just like the religion thing only annoys people around them. It doesn't necessarily hurt their body. Right. But like but there is there there is something to be said for that like when you wear down your immune system and you wear down you shove shit in your body that is not natural or not supposed to be there or cut with chemicals like all cocaine is cut with either baby laxative or some other form of shit that you shouldn't be taking on a regular basis. I'm learning stuff right now as you're talking. So, so yeah, going. so <laughs> if you're thinking about doing cocaine later, Brian, don't do cocaine. Yeah, that's why everyone shits when they do it. I did not. Gives oh, man. Po- gives you the poops. Yeah, you, there, I used to, this girl, I, was like, I just heard the word cocaine and I had to take a shit. That's I, what I mean. And I've told you this story, and this, we'll talk about this on a different episode. So a long time ago when Old School came out, I did this thing for MTV called Kicking It Old School. And like when they, I told you about the rap party, right? Like I can't, I went to the, 
this this guy, you know, clearly uh, he it turns out in the end was clearly the drug dealer to that campus that we were shooting this thing at. Because I walked in and there was just a huge pile of cocaine on the table, and I'm again. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm still that naive. I was like, Someone what? dropped all the baking soda. And it was weird because it was cocaine. And I had gotten there early. It was like a big pile of cocaine, rubber gloves, and tissues. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but uh, I don't need to be in this what room. What are the rubber gloves for? What I are, don't know. I've always asked I mean, John that. I was always trying to, like, I don't, and John still John to this day knows, is like, that has nothing No, I mean, the tissues are for bloody noses and oh, wet blowing your nose. But, and, but, the, but rubber Maybe gloves, they didn't want to get their hands in Unless... On Unless they were cutting it there, oh, that's if what if it was. that dude is getting it pure, yeah, probably. he's probably putting on rubber is that gloves what was going on? Okay. to cut it up with baby laxative, okay. and he, you can step on it any which way, See, and and again. that way you you save money. You're not selling, and for, also, you, no one should be just selling pure cocaine to people because that's fucking insane. So but, the party was cool, except there was what I called in that during that party. There was a cocaine room, yeah. and I went in for one second. And everybody in there was so fucking annoying. Oh yeah, I was like, and I'm not going back into the cocaine no. room ever again. <laughs> it's it's the it's the most annoying. It was annoying. They were annoying. Like, and, he, and John makes fun of people like this, but this is honestly got true. And it's it's gonna sound hack, but it's true. I opened up the door. The first guy, wide open eyes. Hey man, what's up? And I was like, all oh, yep. right. I already knew. Like, as soon as he said, hey man, what's up? Didn't know me, but like it was the way he said it. I was like, oh boy, what the? This has got to be everyone's fucking jet. And they all were. They were just. It's just a bunch of sweaty people <laughs> sitting around waiting for the one person to pass in the plate or stop talking so they could shoot their fucking mouth off for an hour and a half about some inane topic that they fucking came up with. The, there's, if you're sober, it's annoying to be around a really drunk person. If you're sober, it's annoying. It's annoying. To me, heroin is the most annoying. People on heroin are the whiniest, crybabiest, selfish, most irritating human beings you can be around, in my opinion. But cocaine is its own form of annoying. Like, if you see people on cocaine, like, this used to happen to me at the comedy store. I'd go up just to hang out, and I'd have some dude on coke try to sell me an idea that I, I'm in no position to buy. I don't, I'm not asking for scripts. I'm not a producer. I don't have a company. I'm not making movies. But this one particular guy, just jaw moving back and forth, you know, runny nose, teary eyes. Yeah, no. So then, what are we going to do? And then, and then the rock comes in. And then we we'll do this. And, then, and, and you're like, you're like, dude, you're not making sense, dude. And, and, and it's annoying for you, but if you ever get a chance to watch two coke heads talk, it's kind of like, you're in a zoo. If you can, if you can back up far enough and not get involved in the conversation, but still take note to what's going on, they're having two separate conversations face to face. One person is talking about one thing, and the other person is not listening. They're just staring at them, waiting for their mouth to stop moving so that they can open their mouth. That's it's hilarious. it's such a bizarre like the idea of what cocaine was like it's rock and roll it's a party that goes away almost immediately when you when you get around those people you're like dude this isn't this is obnoxious and in the end he's speaking from experience in the end right? super unhealthy i've been around a lot of cocaine yeah that's what i'm I saying mean, you can't Oh, I know that. I mean, you can't not. It's, Have you done it? We're in Hollywood. No, no, but I know he's talked openly about that. No, no, I'm saying, but so you've never done coke. Mm -mm. Okay, yeah, no, I know you've been around a lot of people, so I've, it's I've been around a lot of people. It, I'm very, not saying I've done it, cocaine. No, no, I'm saying very, I've been around cokeheads. No, but it's a very colorful description of, of somebody who's clearly experienced a lot of annoying individuals. That but, but, and and chances are you've experienced it more than you know. But because you didn't stick around or or stay in there, stay in that conversation longer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you that, I saw what store. I was getting into, so I knew what was going on. When it you was, were, it was a culture shock to me because I had never been around anything like that before, at least that I knew of. But when you worked at the store, 
It was everywhere. It was. Pro- it was, it was everywhere. I mean, and, yeah, I feel and like I don't know sometimes when people are on coke because I'm sure I've been around them, but I just didn't. Weed's a lot easier to figure out. Like after a couple sentences, you're like, oh. But also, yeah, weed is like high. no, no. But I'm saying yeah. is like when when there's a little bit more of a delayed like cognitive part of them, and you're like, oh, you're a little bit stoned right now. Not in a bad way, but you're well, like, usually okay. weed. I just know somebody's eyes are like half closed. I assume they're high or something, but I don't know. Right. I just, but their behavior, like if it's somebody you know and you've known them when they're when they're not on anything. You can tell a little bit of the of sure. the difference. Yeah. Like sometimes when people are just like beer drunk, they just are a little bit more. They're amped, but not like cocaine amped. They're just a little bit more energy. Like they're up a notch. They're louder. They're just like louder, yep. but they're not that annoying loud. Yeah, you know your volume level. Yeah, you, you're more you don't a, have you don't have any yeah. concept of what what loud is. It's more of a what's up. Yeah, I, I do think. Uh, Cocaine is one of those things. I mean, drugs in general don't seem to be going away, but like it, go, it comes in waves. Like I remember thinking, like, wow, cocaine was an era. It's feel like it's, it's done, bad. and that's I the thing. Like I was just talking about it more. Like about a year ago, I was up at the store, and this younger comic started talking to me, and I was like, I had to go to his friend, and I go, "How long has this guy been doing coke?" And he was like, "Yeah, dude, it's getting really annoying." I go, "Dude, it is annoying." Like, because <laughs> usually this person is 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 a worthwhile conversation, and somebody I'm you interested can tell in right away, and and it, and you can. I mean, you're like, oh, and and the. If you, I have to stop doing this because I used to just call people out. I'm like, Ugh, how coked up are you? And they would be like, uh, uh, because they think they're fooling people. Yeah. And you have to let them live out that fantasy or it gets real awkward because then they'll, you know, then they You're leave and the they buzz, go basically. do more coke yeah. or whatever. But it's like, I have to watch myself because I called out a girl and I was at a club in Cincinnati and we were all in the, this back room and everyone's having beers and this chick will not stop talking about nothing. And it's all pointless. So and finally I go, hey, Take it easy, Cokey Joe. And the <laughs> look on her face was, it was devastation. I was like, oh, Good, oh I've crushed her. Like, and okay. everyone around him was, everyone around was like, oh, like they all knew she was coked up too. And it was just an awkward, and I was like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know we weren't making fun of your problem. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Is uh, yeah, John. That's John's new show, Coke Hunter. Coke Hunter. Like he goes around, I find cokeheads. It's like he finding cokeheads. Like, we've got a situation. We think there may be some people on coke in this situation. John, and you just shame them into sobriety. I just walk into a room. He's and go, a buzz killer. He's like, All yeah, right. they're definitely on coke. Let's get out of here. John Huck, Coke Hunter. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Especially if you just start shaming and roasting them until they break down and finally go to rehab. Well, no, he's oh. like a Ghostbuster, right? Like they call him and they're like this. Ghost is so disruptive right now. They're wrecking everything. So people call him when they're wrecking parties, but they're fucking coke fiendness. But you right. have to have like, the attitude of like the bar rescue guy who starts screaming at yeah. people. I, I, come I, I come in. I'm like, first of all, you don't allow these people in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's crying. I would watch that show. <laughs> coke hunter. Coke buster. Good. Uh, Make it happen. Right. Well, that's that's a that's a weird. That's a good one. Yeah, so we, anyway, we've I gone mean, from the USO to. Fat Wisconsin. Yeah, I still say the watch place. the Robin Williams documentary. It's oh, not I will. bad, but I I felt like there, it lacked a little bit of insight. I don't it know what you lack. felt about. I'm only halfway through. I haven't finished it. But I, I the Gary Shandling one was really the, good. Are there interviews access? With... Here's where I think that this and this you may see this when it's done. I still encourage everybody to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't finished it. But yet. I feel like um, they they the reason why it it only touches the surface, and I'm sure there will be another one done eventually is because it's pretty clear a lot of people did not engage in this documentary for whatever one reason or another. So yeah, you're that's not true. The going Gary to Shandling get... one was more personal. And yeah, because it was made by his a really good friend. And yeah. he, was, he yeah. had access to everybody. And Gary Shandling, unlike Robin Williams, even though you were talking about Robin Williams was very open about a lot of stuff, Gary Shandling was way more open about everything in his life. So I don't think anybody felt 
Like there was something that they could say about him that would be shitting on his memory or staining or like doing anything that would be disrespectful. It makes me kind of wonder. A lot of people talked about there was this very private side of Robin Williams and certain things. So I wonder if a lot of people are like, nah, I'm good. And like, I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And maybe at, over time, maybe 10 years from now, people will be more open about it. It's, you know, it's still yeah. kind of fresh and raw, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, and my it guess hasn't is been that there's, long. there's still a chunk of, and he was such an influence on, you know, comics today. You ever meet him? No, I never, I never had that opportunity. I didn't like shake his hand, but I saw him once live. He showed up at the Improv a few years ago. Or... Yeah, I had the same experience. He showed up at the. So that was the, the only time store. I got to see him live. It's my only one of my few regrets. But that's a but that's a good story. When he popped out at the end, and you were like, I can't. But I didn't. I could. I. It was just the two of us just standing there, and I didn't. I. It's like here I could have had this full. Like I could. He was fine. He would. He would have talked to me. There was no doubt about it, and I just didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, I go into panic with but, people. But like what did that. you? You said something, and you go, "What if they wouldn't have put you up?" I go, "Yeah, what? What if they don't put you up tonight?" And he goes, "They can go fuck off." <laughs> and we just both kind of laughed, and then of course, like a bunch of probably coked up fucking people just came out and just swarmed him, and then eventually he kind of like uncomfortably you know, had to leave, got out of there. Yeah, because like for me, I was just like, "Look, man." This guy probably stood in that spot before he was ever famous a million times, like many comics do. And no one talked to him. You stand out in that area, and you just hang out, you decompress, or you prep for going up on stage, whatever. Like, that's... It's an area that I'm comfortable with, and he was comfortable with, so, like, there was... That part of it was fine. I just was like, I didn't want to be the guy in that moment that stumbled over and, like, made him uncomfortable because, like, I came off like a homer, right? Yeah. Like some weirdo, you know? Yeah, but... So I just kind of kept it minimal. Yeah. But again... At the end of the day, though, like where where would it have gone? I was a little bit pissed off, and I won't name names, but that was the night that he went. He fell off the wagon, and because I, I left, I watched him. He performed in the original room and he performed in the main room that night, and I, he shut down a bunch of people who kept yelling "Mork from Mork" while he was trying to do jokes, which is and, insane. That even in the in the nineties, people were yelling that out. But, you know, the thing is, he just shut him down by going, you know, I've won two Academy Awards, and then everybody fucking applauded, and Mark for Mark fucks. You know, the problem, yeah. again, probably some coked up people in the audience shut up because he basically, he brought him back down. He, and, you know, again, that guy, was, you know, his mind worked so fast, he was able to move on from that stuff. But unfortunately, that night, he stayed. And it was like, for me, I know I said we we're going to go, but I might as well just share the story now. I think for me, it was, it was like one of those moments, because I know that when he was coming there, when you saw him, he was preparing to actually go back on the road. Like that Mine was some had to stuff. be in the 2000s, though, because I didn't move here until 2005. Yeah, it, was, it would have been after that. Okay, I thought right? you said the 90s. Oh. No, 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 no. This is, this, I saw him the year... I said I the think 90s. Within a, uh, within a year of his death. When, oh, whatever okay. it was when okay. he was preparing to go back on the road. I can't okay, remember when yeah. that was. Okay. I don't remember when it was specifically. I'd have to go back to my Facebook uh, after I get all the ads of everything we talked about. So, um, (laughs) no, but so that night I went home after I saw him and I was like, I was kind of like, this is really cool. Like, that's the kind of stuff like I've seen Carlin there. I've like, there's people that I got to just be in the Chris Rock. Like, you just stand there and they just come in and you're like, fuck, this is amazing. Like, that's. Yeah. To me, that's a big part of what the comedy store was always like that. Absolutely. That all access of, of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so the next morning, I'm seeing all these social media posts of all these people getting hammered with him, yep. making fun of him, doing all... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that. And I was really disappointed because I knew that he was an alcoholic, that he was an addict. And I didn't understand why... I get it. You want to hang out with a famous person. But I was like, dudes... You're enabling him. 
Yeah. Because they wanted their they wanted that moment to be able to party with him and hang out with him in the kitchen and stuff like that. And again, these are some people that I like and I I, I will forgive them to an extent personally to the fact that I understand like they're not the they're not the moral police. They're not that's not they're not his best friends and they were exci- probably just as excited in the moment. But some of them were kind of also mocking him a little bit. You know, because he does have a history with the comedy store in certain aspects. Uh, yeah. And, I, and, and it's just all I'm saying is like that. They, I had a high and a low in that experience with that whole Robin Williams thing. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember, I, remember I, I wasn't up there that night, but I remember when he was up there and I saw the pictures the next day and I was like, oh, but I go, I thought he was not drinking. And then I was like, you know, I imagine, and, you know, again, I don't, I, I, I didn't know Chris Farley personally, but I imagine if you were his friend trying to go out with him and keep him sober was was a challenge because the people that would come up and not because of them, because then you're, you, you know, say what you will, like comedians want people to laugh. You know what I mean? They want people to feel good. And Robin Williams, from what I've understood, has always been a guy that's cared more about what other people feel, how they're feeling than how he's feeling. Like he, as depressed and sad as he probably was on the inside, he projected uh, a, a radiance that when it hit other people, they were like, "Huh, oh, man, I feel I feel good about myself," and that's what he was always trying to do. And in, and when you're surrounded by these comics who are like, you know, he knew these people looked up to him. He knew these people were that he had been a beacon of light for some of them and an inspiration and an yeah. influence. And then they're all like, "Hey, we're doing shots. Just do one shot," you know, and like. If you don't have that kind of already uh, knowledge of your addictions and everything, you don't think it's a big deal to give yeah. a guy like that one shot of whiskey or one fucking drink or one smoke or one line or one rail or whatever it is. And then that trigger, do you know what I mean? Like that trigger, it it's it's a downward spiral immediately for yeah. some of those people. You know what I mean? Like I smoked cigarettes for a little while, but when I thought that was gross, I just stopped smoking cigarettes. I have right. a friend who gets so mad. Like for occasionally, if I had too many beers, I would have a cigarette. One in a night. My friend got so mad. he's like, "You, can, I can't do that." If he has one cigarette, he's buying a carton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's a legit. Yeah. And nicotine is a legit addictive substance. It's like that's a real thing. I think it's in your DNA and your personality and who you are. And I don't, I don't think I have that addictive gene or whatever it is like when i've not wanted to do something i just don't do it and it's never been a, a real problem for me yeah but that's me so i can't i can't begin to assume because i could be on the wagon have a shot of whiskey and then go back to being on the wagon the next day that's not how a guy like that works that equals going home and you know there's no shortage of dudes that will enable there's a drug dealer he's got on on speed dial that will come right over because he wants to be around Robin Williams and be the guy that sold Robin Williams' coke. And it, it's people wanting to be famous through association and yeah. just wanting to feel like they're a part of that rise and that, and that comedy. And it's, it's a sad, it, it's the underbelly of, of what we do, you know? Because even when I'm not drinking, if I'm on the road, people hear a joke I tell about drinking, they want to, come on, I'll buy you a drink. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll just have a glass of water. I'll hang out with you, but I'll just have a glass of water. And people get disappointed, people get angry. People get offended. And it's like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying, I'm trying to do what's best for my body. And I know that if I have like nine vodka sodas right now, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel like shit. Yeah. I don't want to do that. First off, nine. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> shit. I, I was like, I, I, if I have two, I'm already in tears. Well, at this point, if I, yeah, so anything over four right. drinks, I'm like, hello. <laughs> but back in the day, I could put down some vodka sodas. Well, no, sodas. hard alcohol makes me cry, so I don't even touch it. 
Which is funny because like That's for hilarious. years, people every time somebody thanks me, it's like here, here's some whiskey. I'm like, <laughs> you know me, you know what, you know how big my collection is <laughs> at my house, undrank whiskey, whiskey bottles. Got to regift like, that shit. Like, what am I gonna? Do? I, it's like literally. I'm, I mean, you can't. Christmas you, is coming. I get. You know, I have regifted some stuff. Me and Jen don't mind being regifted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll take some of that tomorrow? off your hands. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The Christmas next is coming tomorrow. Podcast. We'll bring poetry. You bring whiskey. <laughs> you don't don't want me in with your ideas of what you want to do for the. I don't want to bring my poetry to the podcast. Two separate things. So you know, it's funny that uh, It'd be um, awesome. Uh, we will probably end up doing poetry. We will investigate this. Um, this uh, those phone secrets. I, okay. I, I am I am more of the guy. The only thing I will say to you guys um, is that I did when I I did go to an office building, and uh, when I was sitting there, I was looking on the wall, and I think I, I told you about this story, right? When I was looking on the wall, and there was like these action figure army guys that was a picture, and I thought it was like really cool that it was like it was like GI Joe type of like action figures, and but in a real realistic war scene right. photograph, and I said to the person I was working on, I'm like. That's really cool. What is that? Is that from like a uh, who did those pictures? And she's like, oh, was one a guy here made like a short film with you know action figures, but like a serious short film. And I was like, that's cool. And then I had to sit down and wait. I sit down on the couch. I open up Twitter, and that fucking picture is in the thread. And I was like, that's I got literally really the all the evidence the you need. My neck like yeah. went up because I was like, what the yes, fuck, dude? Yeah, is that what? The, is and that you don't the, believe us. I don't. The problem with that one is how would I? I there wasn't enough association. Doesn't need a lot. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you get that association. Look, just you know, I took a picture of me standing in front of that, and I also took a picture of the of that. It's a because screenshot it, of that it's, Twitter. Thing. It's the it knows where you are. It's the like location when I tracking. Was at the uh, Olani in Hawaii. I was getting ads for Disney because it okay. knows I'm at Disney. But. I will tell you the the to to put a button on this. The funny part of this, though, so the actual Twitter thing, this was a, it was a, though it was a serious movie about action figures. The actual post in Twitter was somebody going, "This is what America is. This is bravery. Look at these guys." And someone goes, "Hey, dipshit, those are action figures in that thing." So oh. yeah, it was an argument. Yeah, I do, it was I, literally an argument about America and and, and this guys, is look at these sac- guys <laughs> serving, and you're like, they're so fucking so you toys. You didn't get an ad. You got someone's actual post. Yeah, maybe, that, like, maybe that was a coincidence. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a post about weird. that it's picture still, he's looking at and talking about and being in the same I room with. I still love the fact, though, that someone's like, no, this, weird. This is, these are brave individuals. Hey, well, those individuals also hey, happen to be nuts. action figures. That's yeah. so funny. But see, that's where people get so worked up. They're not even seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so funny. So rest in peace, Robin Williams. You should still yes. watch Watch him. that fin- documentary. Finish I'm going to documentary. I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it. I'm also going to watch Father of the Year, that new David Spade movie, because I love oh, his God, movies. I started that. <laughs> I don't care. I'll laugh. I love Spade. I love Spade. It's just tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the only other thing to to put a button on Wisconsin is uh, the kids that ranged from age uh, 15 down to 10. They did Adam Sandler marathons the whole time they were there at night. All That's right. All they did it was watch all Adam Sandler movies. That's and awesome. Quote Adam Sandler nonstop. Hey, were they wa- the good ones? Billy Madison? Yeah, they... they, they Wedding they Singer? Yeah, the only one was like, Nikki. let's watch this one, too. What's the Spanglish? This has got to be hilarious. Boring. Tanner's just watching it, waiting, and they, and at some point, I, I turn to him, I'm like, why? It's under my sister. I'm like, why are you guys still watching? She's like, well, he feels like he committed to Adam Sandler, so he's going like, to let it play out. And I go, but did you tell him how this is going to play out? And she's like, yeah, but he was like, listen, I... I, I, I 
I want to explore some of his other acting. And in the end, like, you know, he was like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. Yeah. But, you know. So I watched uh, the kids also got to watch um, Austin Powers, probably too young. The first one? They watched first one is a classic. But now all they sexual. talk about is shagging. Oh, yeah. And they play baseball. And the coach is like, shag you guys fly go balls? Shag fly <laughs> and Elliot, who's 10, is like, ah. Well, as long as they're not You're dry humping the baseball that. out in the outfield, you got nothing to worry about. You know what the funny thing is? Like, it was, I don't care. No, that's like, it's funny. Sex is not evil. Like, well, I, if there's it is. anything. Okay, well, it can be, but depending on how you use it. But <laughs> if you're but not having stuff, any, it's, it's evil. It's like, you know, it's silliness. Yeah, you know? it's all fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, anything else, Jen? No. Uh, I'll be at the Brea Improv August 1st headlining that. And if anybody listens that lives in the D.C. area, I will be at the D.C. Comedy Loft August 8th and 9th. Those are midweek shows. Uh, You can get tickets online, dccomedyloft.com. I think there's a lot of people playing that recently. It's brand new. That's why. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Touche. Yeah. All right. That's the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Jen. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. America. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>